Radio. No, I think it just I had I didn't have my interface plugged all the way in when I had started Audacity and you know it has to it has to everything has to be plugged in before you turn it on or it doesn't oh, see any of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Otherwise you find out afterwards you were recording from the laptop the entire time and you sound like crap. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Never had that happen the first no. like 30 episodes. It it happens in the best families. Not to me, at least until recently, because I only got a laptop for the first time earlier this year. So it was never a danger I was in. I don't know. Mine keeps trying to tell me to voice activate, like, Corvana or Corona or uh, something. Yeah. And I'm like, I hope you don't have a microphone built into you. I do a lot of cursing Cortana. in my office. Right. And then it's mad that I've, like, denied it everything. So, like, every... Yeah, 45 minutes it's like uh you haven't signed into OneDrive or or cortana and i'm like yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't want it you noticed that did you it's like we noticed you're using an ad blocker good you know what else do you notice <laughs> <laughs> we automatically filled your OneDrive and want you to pay more for bigger they like no <laughs> like oh you, you better do it quick otherwise we have to delete everything that's on here like yeah okay cool Cool. Yeah, ban me from OneDrive. I dare you. I double dare you. <laughs> oh, no, you're going to take away this thing I didn't ask for and don't want. <laughs> and somehow can't turn off. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> Look, like I got all my stuff backed up anyway. <laughs> all right. Ready? <coughs> oh, goodness. <coughs> Ready when you are, Moxie. Yep. Assuming you don't die of consumption before we start. Apparently. <coughs> all right. Don't worry, so we got beer the, to wash it down. So, so. the hunger. <laughs> Wait, what? No. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> The Hunger Book. I think it's like, no. There was definitely some thirst going on in the movie, but... Uh... Oh, oh, my. Uh... And there's your cold open. <laughs> oh, we had oh, that conversation oh, when no. Carrie Ells is the third best-looking person in your yeah, movie. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, what kind of world is this? <laughs> Sam Neill's getting Naya Drip around here. <laughs> Beginning Christmas Day, one of the world's best loved animated classics comes to life. The Jungle Book. It's the spectacular story of Mowgli. The boy who was raised in the jungle and grew up with the wildest friends of all. Why do you suppose he stares at us like that? Because to him, you are food. Join Baloo, King Louie, Shere Khan, Bagheera, and Mowgli in Disney's all-new Adventures of the Jungle Book. Rated PG. Starts Sunday, December 25th at a theater near you. Yeah! Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is... Everything I learned from movies. And tonight. Oh, tonight. Oh, we are continuing Megley. <laughs> With 1994's The Jungle Book or Disney's Rudyard Kipling's The Jungle Book. Uh, Jungle Book. We're going to keep it simple. Oh, but babe, we are not alone for this one. I'm not wearing pants, Steve. Oh, that's okay. Uh, because with us we have Moxie from Your Braid on Facts Podcast. Welcome, Woo! Moxie! So happy to be back. Yeah! Oh, it's been too long. We've, we've missed your voice. <laughs> yes, yeah, your self-soothing voice. Well, you know, I Sometimes. do have a whole podcast full of it. Oh, but it's only like 30 minutes once a week. Do you I mean, mind? I have other things to do. <laughs> <laughs> 
obviously we pressure. don't with our two hour to three hour episodes every single week <laughs> and twice a twice a month twice a week if we're doing fast and furious movies well that's right <laughs> uh, but thank you for joining us uh was this your first time watching 1994's the jungle book no i actually saw it probably close to its release on home video i can i have distinct memories of it because uh, my family was at my grandmother's house where it is boring as hell so that was probably yeah. the most entertained i ever was in that building excellent <laughs> how, about, snap. how about you babe i had some memories of this but i don't think i ever saw this all the way through so oh. i'm gonna say yeah i think this was my first time watching this like for realsies oh nice yeah i i'd watched this a bunch when i was what 13 when it came out and you know th- this was like with like you know lang king and little mermaid and aladdin and all those were huge and oh the animated so, ones not the live action ones oh, oh well the, this is around the same time <laughs> and stuff though but yeah and uh, of course dragon the bruce lee story starring yeah. uh starring jason Sorry, scott no. lee who i had to explain to my mother is not related to bruce lee thank you for playing right. <laughs> bless your cotton socks hey steve yeah I'm sober. Can we fix this? <laughs> oh, uh, let's see. Do I have a method of uh, taking care of it? Oh, yes, I do. Uh, from Uinta Brewing, we have their Powder Mountain Pills. Yes, Woo! here on the here on the I guess the foothill area of Powder Mountain, uh, we got some snow earlier today. Of course, early April when we're recording this episode to be released yeah. in May. <laughs> uh, where? A bottle jingle, opener. Jingle. No, not a laser pointer. Oh. Future Steve. That was a bottle opener. This is. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but it wasn't the late. Okay. Everything's anyway. a bottle That's opener not... if you try hard enough. That's not a laser pointer, Steve. That's a bottle opener. <laughs> oh, wow. It really works. <laughs> and the cats went for it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes. And uh, my top. Oh, his top. Nice. <laughs> And the poor. I wonder if anyone's ever going to get tired of that. Probably not. Maybe just Stork. <laughs> All right. So we have a beautiful, very pale gold beer in the color of a Pilsner. It's got a white, foamy head with lots of tiny bubbles that are dissipating very... Uh, they take a long time to dissipate. Tiny bubbles are dissipating quickly. Not dissipating quickly. Uh, okay. <laughs> Ooh, it's got almost like a floral hop aroma on it. Like it's almost a little perfumey. Oh yeah. And just a just a note of uh, maltiness right at the end there on the aroma. Steve's gone in for the sip. Yeah, right. A little floral hop. Um, actually, a little hop forward. Like there's not a lot of malt. Yeah, I got more malt on it. the nose than I did on the taste. Yeah, yeah, it it's sort of just a punch of hop and then bubblies. It's delightful. This would be great for like a nice hot day. Indeed. Uh, Moxie, are you drinking anything on your end? Well, I will say that mine is uh, also very effervescent, quite a deep color, and a cola-like fragrance, probably because it's store-brand <laughs> Diet Cola, because I am on a diet, because my love handles yeah. have turned into shoulder straps. Oh, girl, same. Yeah. Nice. It's the real oh. COVID-19. <laughs> 19 going on 20 plus Woo! <laughs> oh but ladies the jungle book 1994 from director steven summers who's he steve oh i'm glad you asked uh, 
you may know him as the director of Adventures of Huck Finn. Everyone remembers that movie, right? Yeah, sure, whatever. Who's he, Steve? <laughs> Wasn't that a uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas and a... Uh, Somebody Hall? else was in it, I don't know. was yeah. a movie I did not see. Yeah, I haven't seen it since like 92 or whatever it came out. <laughs> Where is JTT now? Uh, I'll have to check on that. <laughs> Probably starting in like Sharknado or something. Sharknado 8, whatever they're up to. Uh, but then he, he uh, Stephen Summers directed this, Deep Rising. Yeah. Woo! And then the movies that really catapulted him into stardom. The Mummy yeah. and Mummy Returns. Yes. <laughs> I would just lead with that. The rest is just cabbage. It's garbage. You don't need it. <laughs> Wait, you mean when Hollywood basically gave him a blank check to do stuff like Van Helsing and G.I. Joe Rise of Cobra? Well, we don't even need to talk Ma about Thomas. those. <laughs> so what you're saying is pure gold. He's only had hits. <laughs> well... <laughs> It's not like we've done episodes on G.I. Joe Rise of Cobra or Coming Soon Van Helsing. <laughs> oh, but of course, inspired by Rudyard Kipling's The Jungle Book. You may have heard of it. Uh, there's been like 80 plus movies made on the subject and we'll be talking about a few of them. Uh, but the story for this movie comes from Ron Yanover and Mark Geldman. Who's he, Steve? Well, they... Um, <laughs> They basically wrote two movies, and this is incredible because before they wrote this, the credit they had was for Cyborg 2 Glass Shadow. <gasps> Raise your hand if you've seen that movie. <laughs> Me! It also sounds like a terrible video game. It, it kind of is. Um, it's I th believe it's the feature film debut of one Miss Angelina Jolie, as she's like 18, uh, and Jack Palance. It is interesting. Do do um, leave that moment of dead silence in. <laughs> Don't take that I out. I tend to. <laughs> yes, early 90s Jack Palance and Angelina, teenage Angelina Jolie. <laughs> it is an awkward watch. And I think uh, Christopher Maloney or Elias Kotis is the guy in that one. It's It's been a few years, but uh, it's probably on YouTube if you want to check it out. So, Steve, when are we doing spring and winter month? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> But in this movie, oh, we have quite the cast here. We have Jason Scott Lee as, I guess, the young jungle boy Mowgli, though he's 27 years old during filming. Oh my god, he looks fabulous in this oh, movie. Oh. Like, yes, he is easy on the eyes. Like, like, when your leading lady like can't even compete, and she is a fetching woman, do not get Indeed. me wrong, but like I don't even know who I would cast like with him to match that that charisma you know what though i've just i've just i've just had an apostrophe lightning oh. has just struck my brain so we have the director of the mummy and you might have seen the meme uh my sexuality is the cast of the mummy yes. we kind of have a parallel situation over here because you've got lena Headey, jason scott lee uh carrie elways and let's be on it sam neal not a bad looking oh, yeah. guy Oh, yeah, absolutely. If you want absolutely. the the more experienced gent, oh, I've got room for uh, I, I I've got I've got room for him in my in, in my life. If it ever I was waiting to up. find out what that noun was going to be. <laughs> I got room for him in my blank. This is going to turn into a very saucy game of Mad Libs. <laughs> and, uh, and ladies, I don't know if you know this, John Cleese was in this movie too, right? Yes, he's a little 
a little less panty dropping than the others, but we still value his contributions. Here, here, this makes me laugh. Here's the question. <laughs> Would you turn him down? <laughs> Kinda. Uh, probably, yeah, actually. Jump, please? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unless I thought I could set myself up as a kept woman because, you know, he's got all that Python money he's sitting on. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> and what a Python. I officially regret saying that. <laughs> Speaking of pythons, the Jungle Book. <laughs> All right. And so, already a bonus yeah. fact for you. <laughs> the he's not called Kai the Pot. Uh, let's try speaking. He's not a, referred to as Ka the Python in the movie, but the big snake in the movie is the only animal that is not an actual animal. Nice. Fun facts, yeah. super fun facts. It's a fun, fun fact. Well, there there is one other one in here. Uh, Baby Baloo um, apparently was uh, played by Ed Gale in a couple of scenes because uh, they needed really? a small person in a suit. I'm not gonna lie, I kind of thought that was a bear. Yeah, I, I think it's probably for like one or two like just scenes like in where between like they're together or something. Kind of yeah, thing. yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, that's that is kind of yeah yeah. I mean, there's fun that, facts. Hundreds of animals used for this movie. Well, and then that's going to be a running theme through this whole month of all the other animals uh, are real except for the reptiles. Uh, well, yeah, the first half anyway. <laughs> of the ones that use real animals. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Then 2015 rolls around or whatever. Oh, and, and then uh, live animals aren't allowed on sets. Mm, it's a shame when you have like movies about. Like, I don't know, say like a dog who's getting the call to go to the wild and you can't even have a dog on set. Wait, this this was a thing? I thought it was just the studios being like, it'll be cheaper and easier, just do it in CGI, it'll look great. Oh, cheaper, I'm, easier, I'm, less insurance. I'm, I'm sure that's what it is. But like, as somebody who loves animals, grew up in California, like always wanted to do the tour of like the, the places that uh, train the wild animals, know people who trained like show horses and stuff. I love animal movies with real animals that are being treated well and taught to do cool stunts. And I think um, that time has passed and everybody's just gonna, you know, have a... Uh, some Donkey Kong graphics instead. Well, keep the faith. There are still adherents to practical effects and in-camera work. And those are the peop- the directors who will keep bringing us actual animals for people to interact with. Hooray! Ooh, come on, George Miller. Babe 3, everyone's asking for it. <laughs> that came out oh. long enough ago, you could, you know, reboot it. Just because now everyone who saw it as a small child has small children. Yeah, yeah, it's every 25 years. But, yeah. I mean, but it if it was for Dumb and Dumber and But guys, <laughs> it would be completely CGI and it would end up looking like the Lion King reboot. Do you want that for Babe? Well, James Cromwell still be in it. I mean, um, that could be the pass-fail well, line. I mean, they could gr- they can gr- Grand Moff Tarkin him. <laughs> <laughs> wait, no, he's, he's still around, isn't he? He was in Jurassic World or whatever. <laughs> I think sure. he is. Wait, now let's all Google him real quick. I mean, I mean, I know he passed in Jurassic World, but... <laughs> yeah. oh, no, oh, no. Spoiler alerts, everybody. No no death date on Wikipedia, but he is uh, 81. So yeah. let's let's make this quickly. That's Come right. on, guys. Let's At do Revenge this. Revenge of the Nerds himself, Jamie Cromwell. <laughs> he was in it. Look it up. Um, <laughs> he was Steve's favorite character, I think. The dad. <laughs> The dad that was in two scenes, yeah. That's yeah, what, 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 what's his most famous line? I wish I was going with you. 
1994 is the Jungle Book. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this was, of course, the first Disney live-action remake. Um, even though I found out it apparently wasn't originally Disney, but uh, the guy who wanted to do it um, basically was running a little short on money, and Disney was like, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll help out with that. And uh, so now it's Disney's The Jungle Book. I just had a flash of uh, thunder from Big Trouble in Little China. I can help you. <laughs> I can help you. <laughs> it's evil. And uh, babe, did you see who did the music in this movie? Who did the music, Steve? Well, it was uh, Basil uh, Papadopoulos. Or, uh, sorry, I always mess up and say uh, Papadopoulos, uh, who we know from watching Conan the other day. It's the greatest. The music's also very good in this, but now oh, I can yeah, only think yeah. of Conan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so uh, yeah, we start off with the credits, of course. It's a map of India, and we're slowly panning into a tiger. And then really just run in there. <laughs> and uh, then we get some narration from Dr. Grant from Jurassic Park. And I'm yeah. like, all right, I'm in. I'm in. Uh, but apparently he's he's not Dr. Grant in this movie. He's, uh, what's the guy's name? Bryden or Braden or something like that? He's the dad. Yeah, the dad. Really? The dad. He's, yeah. He, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, he's uh, the kitty daddy, I guess. I don't know. Oh, well, <laughs> but, that uh, just but... has incorrect implications. <laughs> <laughs> I am fairly certain that is a website. All right, we'll just call him the dad. Then. Guys, don't don't Google it is, that. It is it is Bryden. All right, oh, Bryden. Though okay. I always think of him as Merlin. I don't know if you ever saw that one. Oh yeah, star-studded cavalcade that that one was. Yeah, it was a what '90s miniseries or something like that. Yeah, which I thought lasted like 60 hours because I could only watch it in 20-minute increments. So I thought it was actually an incredibly long thing until years later I went back and watched it. I'm like, is it? Oh, it's over already. Okay. <laughs> oh, it's like three, three and a half hours. Huh. <laughs> you know, like we got tricked when we were kids. All those shows where it's like every, once a week you get 20 minutes and you're like, this show is on for 27 years. And you can watch it in about three and a half hours. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the critic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. All 23 episodes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, he's, uh, uh, sorry, Brighton is, uh, talking about how him and his family are moving into India and, uh, the jungle is a place of pride and power and all of a sudden I'm thinking of cool runnings. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's leading a caravan in there and, uh, we see a young, young child Mowgli and a young kitty, uh, just little, little Indian boy and, uh, a pasty white girl. Just With the cute little caravan. dark curly hair. Yeah. And she's practicing her waltz. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we do get a little bit of that. Uh, but then... <gasps> Shere Khan! Oh! A Khan? You mean a tiger? This is Shere Khan, the king of the tigers! Yeah! He's mad that you guys have been hunting his prey! He's gonna eat us! <laughs> yeah. And the elephants aren't having it. They're like bucking and Sam Neill almost gets tossed off like a rodeo or something. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> But then you get Mowgli going up. <laughs> yeah, calm, calm down those elephants, which I love elephants. Who, does, who, who doesn't like elephants, really? Right? I mean, I've never oh, met anyone who didn't, so. Yeah, say. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't like elephants, don't message us. Just stop listening and go away. <laughs> Indeed. You are no longer welcome. Good day, sir. <laughs> I said good day. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, we get to see where Kitty's, yeah, practicing her waltz. 
And uh, Mowgli, oh man, Mowgli learned a, a trick from, I, I guess, his dad, right? Yeah, where he's uh, offering a flower to a young maiden and uh, leans in for the kiss. And it's really weird, like, after he kissed the girl, he like, looks over at Mowgli and winks at him a little bit. <laughs> like, did right? you see that? <laughs> Gonna get you a stepmom. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so Mowgli tries this with uh, young Kitty. And uh, yeah. what happens? She screams and runs away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, typical. <laughs> but, uh, oh, but then she comes back and is like, hey, here's a, here's my mom's bracelet. You can have it. Here's an expensive and deeply meaningful piece of jewelry in exchange for this dead plant you just gave me. That my dad is definitely not going to come and retrieve from you for some reason. Right, this definitely isn't going to get the help, like, possibly killed. Like if somebody like in real life if somebody saw they would they would say he stole it. One hundred percent say he stole it. Absolutely. His dad should, would have asked him if he like yeah, uh but we're not we're in a fun fantasy world. This scene though I'm not gonna lie, like felt really weird. I find it weird when people sort of a lot of people like weirdly sexualize kids <laughs> and they're like, Oh look, he's a real lady killer, he's two. Yeah. Like kids don't think this way. Kids don't go for romantic gestures. Kids throw mud clots at each other. <laughs> and pull hair and... Mm. Wait, what? <laughs> you see how weird it sounds? <laughs> but it's whatever. It's cute. It, it'll make your mom happy, this scene, because it's cute kids being doing what the old ladies like to buy on as posters and put up in their houses. Yeah, it's like well, those little uh, those little porcelain kids that <laughs> yeah, the little... grandmas get. A little Hummel figurines. <laughs> That's a Hummel. Hummels. <laughs> oh, we also get a some little uh, exposition where Mowgli is apparently half tiger, and I'm like, so what was his dad doing with the tigers again? Oh, he's telling his dad that the wise man told him he was half tiger, and one day he would be the king of the tigers. <laughs> the dad's like, "Oh, he knows about that." Oh, <laughs> oh boy! I thought I thought I had a couple more years before we had to have this talk. Let's uh, let's keep that between us for now, all right? I'll tell you when you're older. <laughs> I really like cats. Um, <laughs> so then, okay, then we get the cleanest and quietest tiger kill ever on screen. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this puts uh, the ghost in the lion to shame, or the ghost in the darkness to shame. Right. <laughs> nice little rampage on a caravan. Ah, oh, things happening. Sherikov's here. He's 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 killing off the village. Blah blah blah. Yeah, Mowgli like gets away like on a chariot, but for some reason they have barrels and barrels of kerosene in the back. I mean, like you do. I mean, is yeah, that is that really a thing? Can you put it in a barrel? Yeah, you could put anything yeah. in a barrel. And how else would oh, how I mean, else would you move it? Yeah, yeah. Cause, so, babe, you have to remember that. I don't know, hollowed out goat. That's that's only good for up to about I'd say fifty okay. liters. You know, and that's got to be a pretty big goat. And you can't stack True. them. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean. <laughs> yeah, they are difficult. Thank to you for stack. coming to my TED talk on the superiority of barrels <laughs> over hollowed out goats. <laughs> babe you really can only get quality drinking goats on in, on like the plains of mongolia as yeah. we learned from the conqueror yeah it's true it's very difficult to get a good quality large size wait goat the john goat. wayne movie the con the conqueror yeah yeah. Okay. his the, brother has a giant drinking goat the, so the legit you, you actually okay wow so if you <laughs> we appreciate your conqueror, sacrifice <laughs> if you watch the conqueror 
And you don't have to watch it a bunch of times, but do pay close <laughs> attention to his, I'm going to use the heaviest air quotes I've ever used, brother. Watch his brother's drinking vessels throughout the movie, because it's a whole thing those brothers always drunk. But it starts with like a flask, and they get bigger and bigger and bigger. And at the scene where they actually fight, it is a full-blown drinking goat. It is a, like it has its four legs sticking out and everything. He takes a drink off of it, and John Wayne like punches him in the face. It would almost be worth it. <laughs> it is the quickest the quickest scene, and Steve and I are going to have to screenshot it because it doesn't exist on the internet, and I don't know why nobody is willing to point out the drinking goat. They're probably too well, busy yeah. thinking about how half the cast died of cancer because they filmed that downwind of nuclear test sites. Oh, that whole... <laughs> That's the... right, several hours south of where we currently live. Right. <laughs> Oh, everything about that movie is problematic. Every yeah. single thing. All right, so yeah, so Mowgli's so getting, getting away fast and furiously on his chariot filled with kerosene barrels. Yeah. Uh, of course, they get started on fire. Boom. Yeah, basically, he. I, th- I think he jumps off like just in time and like rolls mm-hmm. down the hill. He and... puts his puppy in his shirt and rolls down the hill. Oh, that's Remember, right. He's running that's with right. his wolf puppy, and you get the uh, you do get the scene of uh, the horses running with the burning yoke just behind them. So the horses survived, which is something that always made me feel better as a kid. <laughs> yeah, so Mowgli like rolls down the hill, uh, like goes into the river or whatever, and is is gone, just down 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 river. Uh, meanwhile, oh no! So he he lands in a tree, and then he falls and he lands on a wooden sled. Yeah, I oh, think it's right. supposed. I think it's supposed to be some bark that just is conveniently yeah. shaped and placed like a sled. Yeah, and he writes. It even that says down. rosebud on the one side. That's really exactly. weird. Yeah. And then he, him, and the wolf puppy ride <laughs> that down the hill and then float down the river on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, meanwhile, the dad unfortunately is killed by Shere Khan. Oh, he got snacked upon. Yeah, I think there's like a scene of like, where's Mowgli, father? He's gone, kitty. He's gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, Cleese is the surgeon. He's going around and his gentle nod tells you who's dead. So yeah, so a uh, little down river, uh, Mowgli is found by a black panther. Ha! And of course that's Bagheera. And uh, this is an awkward scene where Bagheera basically turns around, presents his tail, and then Mowgli grabs it, and Bagheera leads him through the jungle. <laughs> so like any cat, as soon as you engage with them, they immediately turn around and stick their ass in your face. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And as soon as you grab their tail and start whipping them around, they're just like, yes, this way. Do, 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 do. You guys, you guys, seriously. If seriously. You- who would you show your asshole to? Is it somebody you don't trust or someone you trust? Well, definitely someone smaller than me, which does limit the candidates. <laughs> I don't know. Anyone but... on my Twitter feed? Here we go. Boop. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Cats are very discerning who they show their asshole to. Yeah. All right. All right. That takes a, that takes a level of trust. Well, that's, well, especially when it's Bagheera, just lean him through the jungle, and then they're just uh, dumping him off with the wolf family, and like, yep. all right, it's your problem now. Bye. <laughs> and we got puppies! Which, by the way, I don't know what happened to the wolf puppy that he had in his vest, because now he's playing with wolf puppies that are significantly I, smaller. I think. It was and why did he have a wolf puppy him. in the first place? Because <laughs> wolf puppies are badass. Because he's the, the animal whisperer of our movie. That's why he could call them the elephants, and... Tame the wolfies. It's just a little right. bit of backstory I, I, I would have liked. 
so yeah, so we cut to the next day, I guess, and uh, we see a little bear cub stuck in a log, and uh, <laughs> so Mowgli, you know, is stuck in the log, just going, you know, bear noises, I guess, and uh, Mowgli's wandering by, like, oh hey buddy, here let me just push on your. And he kicks his he kicks his little feet. The boy does. It's adorable. <laughs> That's yeah. a really cute scene. <laughs> it's very Winnie the Pooh. So he frees the little bear, and they go walking and walking. And next thing you know, he's thirty. <laughs> <laughs> they frolicked in the woods for a while. It's just it's exactly like the Lion King, babe. Yeah. They ate some bugs. They sang some songs, and boom, they're thirty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, sorry. Bear necessities, the simple bear necessities. Uh, so we skip all the singing because we don't need it for this movie because... Well, then we go back well, to the right. white people. <laughs> I believe is what happens oh. next in the film. Oh, wait. No, no. We got to get the scene where uh, Mowgli is napping on a branch and then some jerk monkey comes and takes his bracelet. Takes the bracelet. Though that scene did raise in my mind one question, and I know the answer is because it's a Disney movie. Where did he get the loincloth? And the sense of personal shame required to want to wear the loincloth. Ooh, I can answer this one. Yeah, yeah go for it, babe. So he was wearing <laughs> the little, like, tunic, and he had his, uh, oh my god, my brain just went dead, his head wrap, his oh, turban. Okay. So he did that, and after watching way too many seasons of Naked and Afraid, I have learned in the jungle... All the bugs go straight for your privates. So yeah. you wrap that up just out of like sheer defense. And Mowgli learned from Bagheera, you only present your asshole to friends. So I'll... Yeah, he doesn't have a tail to cover it. Yeah. <laughs> I like the Tarzan. I, I, I like the, you know, the origin of Tarzan's loincloth a little better in, in like the original book where he uh, kills a native man. And that is apparently easier than skinning him. He's <laughs> taking his clothes. Ooh. Oh. So maybe Mowgli's got a dark past in those 30 years we missed. I mean, look, <laughs> it's it's up there with the, uh, the the other movie I always want to see. Uh, the, the growing up of Mowgli makes for a great movie. Also, Teenage Jesus always is a movie I've wanted to see for a while, like a little teenage comedy. Oh, don't get me thing. started on the, the infancy gospel of Thomas. There's a story that was taken out of the Bible where Jesus as a child knocks his friend off the roof and kills him then resurrects him so the friend can testify on his behalf oh my steve we got some (laughs) (laughs) we got some scripts to write let's get mel gibson on that (laughs) it's a sequel but a prequel anyway uh <laughs> oh yeah so the monkey uh took his bracelet and they chase him uh you know through the jungle to the monkey temple yeah <laughs> and then uh dunston comes out and checks out or, i'm sorry king louis <laughs> comes and checks out uh <laughs> the young man cub <laughs> and uh is basically like hey uh yeah i got your bracelets in here come on buddy and uh, ends up chasing him into the temple and down a well and then wee, splash into some water. And then it's revealed he's now in a treasure chamber. What? <gasps> Gold, as far as the eye can see. Mountains of it, you might say, later in the movie. Um, and he also finds a pretty sweet little tooth. Uh, a knife. It's. <laughs> I guess, I haven't read the Jungle Book in a while. But yeah, does he always refer to a knife as a tooth? Or was that just the 1942 version? Ver- uh, version. I think that was the 1942 version. Yeah. 
But I mean, like, you know, it sort of makes sense. Teeth are, teeth and claws are the sharpest things he's, you yeah, know, the jungle, he knows. Yeah. True. And then, uh, <laughs> okay, so <laughs> when he's walking around the treasure chamber, we see a couple shots, of, like reactionary shots of the monkeys. And I noticed the swastikas in the windows. <laughs> now, I know it's a Hindu symbol for peace and all that fun stuff, but it was also quite like, whoa, what, wait, what? Is this why it's not on Disney Plus? Or, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, K- Kipling's books often would have swastikas in the cover art, which led, oh. you know, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to call them stupid people necessarily, but hey, if the shoe fits, lace that bitch up and wear it. Um, it would lead people to believe that Kipling was uh, a Nazi. And no, he was raised in India and this symbol was everywhere. It was ubiquitous. And I'm all for everybody trying to reclaim the symbol because like almost every culture has a symbol that looks like that. Just one guy had to come along and ruin it for the rest of us. That's right. Looking at you, Gandhi. I mean, Hitler. There is actually a... (laughs) There's actually a really, really fascinating episode of, well, they're all fascinating, but one of my favorite episodes of the uh, Kolchak the Night Stalker series, which is only like 10 episodes. Go watch them all. But there is one where I think it's the one where he's hunting a vampire, but uh, it starts attacking people in basically a Jewish ghetto. And the the Indian, uh, the Hindis go around and paint swastikas on the fences and it freaks out all the Jewish, uh, you know, residents and Kolchak's trying to get information from both sides and has to basically explain it to both sides. <laughs> like, why why they're, he, they're actually trying to protect them from the, the demons and then why they can't do that in a Jewish neighborhood. <laughs> uh, interesting. And weirdly progressive for a show from the late 60s. <laughs> Yeah, or yeah, yeah. That was a, yeah, early seventies yeah. or something. Yeah, so, yeah. That 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 could be. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like a thing of like Passover. If you were just randomly putting blood at your doorstep or whatever, or like over your door, and the neighbors are like, "Uh, what's going on here?" It's like, "Oh, yeah, you you don't know the story. I, I want to keep my firstborn son." <laughs> Context is everything. Yeah, right? Absolutely. I mean, if I told you I wanted to celebrate by uh, putting a dead plant in our yard or in our house and eating candy out of my socks, you'd look at me as I was crazy. But that's Christmas. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, it is. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> or to make an exceptionally large dessert, put fire on top of it, let someone else breathe and spit on it while you sing and they stare at you, and then everyone eats it. That's your birthday. Yeah. Look, look guys, is our birthday birthday cakes gonna be a thing post COVID? Cupcakes are always superior. Yeah, true. Birthday true. cupcakes are always superior, and then you'll everybody gets to breathe on their own. There you go. <laughs> uh, where were we? Oh yes, John Cleese's Python is now entering the movie. <laughs> yeah. Ah! No, uh, but 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 there is a giant python that pops out and chases Mowgli. Or that anaconda wants some. That's right. <laughs> wants some of that Mowgli. And uh, yeah, they, we get a nice little scene where they're uh, like in the water, like wrestling or whatever. And uh, apparently, uh, Mowgli takes his his tooth and just stabs him a couple of times, and then uh, yeah, gets away, and we don't see the snake. And and I was like, wait, so is, is the snake dead? oh that was quick didn't even get a musical number oh man (laughs) we didn't even get to stare into his eyes these reactionary monkeys though like 
really are the icing on the cake of this movie. All of their <laughs> monkeys are horrible and and terrifying and disgusting. I know I worked at a zoo. Um, they are also so they have the best facial expressions. True, and and they're like totally cheering Mowgli later on. They're like, yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. And there's gonna be a death scene later, and they're just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. Now we're introduced to John Cleese. He's coming into the movie. Hey! Yeah! The Surgeon Doctor! Yep. He's also leading, like, a, a group of uh, young lady monkey watchers. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like bird watchers, but for monkeys. <laughs> what kind of monkey is that? None of you know. How about that one? How about what kind of monkey is that one? Is anyone paying attention? Well, one person <laughs> knows what kind of monkeys they all are. <gasps> Who's that? Oh, I thought you would just continue with the uh, summation. Oh. <laughs> oh, yes, it is Cersei herself, Lena Headey, as Kitty, or Catherine, or Kathy. It's Kitty. We're going to go with Kitty. Kitty. Hello, Kitty. But, uh... <laughs> so many kitties in this movie. Meow, meow, meow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah, she's there with uh, three or four other ladies in the early 20s, um, and they come to a bridge that separates man and the wild on this side is the village and the other side who that's the 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 rootness tootness jungle you've ever did see oh my and, <laughs> and kitty's like yeah i'm gonna go check it out dee, 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 dee. and then uh she runs into a shirted mowgli and i'm like where did he get that shirt Oh, he got it at the temple because he like he also has the gold dagger with him and stuff. I assumed anyway. Oh, I didn't. Oh, yeah, there okay, absolutely yeah, that... must be cotton fabric that has survived years in the humid jungle. And definitely uh, not covered in monkey feces guys, either. Yeah, absolutely. It's silk, duh. Uh. <laughs> That's why it was with the treasure. <laughs> okay, now yes, I don't know how me. long silk would take to degrade. I'll confess, you might have found the loophole. Um, Obviously, the monkey stole it from somebody out on the road after Shere Khan ate him, took it back to the uh, temple, Mowgli stole it from the monkeys. That is feasible. It's the circle of life. It scans. <laughs> yeah. I like it. And it is perfectly tailored for this very athletic young man. <laughs> it exactly fits. Who I was shirtless the last time I saw him. He better be shirtless again. No. Oh, he'll be shirtless oh, again. Oh, he will be. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so he shows up, uh, you know. You know, Kitty's like, oh, who is this creature? And handsome oh, stranger. <laughs> and of course, uh, Mowgli, he's remembering his childhood because uh, mm -hmm. he remembers a little trick he learned from his dad. Mm -hmm. Grabs, bends down, plucks a flower, <gasps> and offers it to the young maiden. Oh, my. And then, like, just sticking those lips out. Yeah. And uh, of course, she's like, nope. <laughs> most unrealistic part of the movie <laughs> <laughs> but luckily a bear comes out of nowhere <gasps> <gasps> and Mowgli's like quick stand behind me I'll protect you from this vicious bear uh, he's not saying this but you know yeah and actions. I like that he like I don't know if it's this this scene or like the next scene but he like basically winks at Baloo yeah, like, oh yeah, yeah. Ah? <laughs> like hey just go along man. with it buddy help me out here do me a solid <laughs> Yep. And then they wrestle. Yep. Bear wrestling. Yeah. Arr, arr, I'm protecting you. And then she just she's already like halfway across the jungle. And the bear waves. <laughs> the waves go by. Like, Bye, pretty lady. Pretty much. <laughs> That's right. Andre the Giant plays the role of the bear. Yeah. Why would I think of that this time? Because little kitty runs right into Robin Hood himself. Carrie oh, Elwes. Yeah. 
the dread pirate wesley wait like i said like and it's amazing this cast he's only like the third best looking person well they gave him that mustache to try to try well, to cover to the good to tone you know? it down yeah. yeah but i must say he, he might be the third most attractive person but he is definitely the most british and irritatingly british person on the cast so kudos to him yeah. on that execution more yeah. than john cleese more than John Cleese, more than the soldier archetypes who are just designed to be annoying. No, just in terms of like, and how. In, in just like <laughs> making you seethe with hatred against all things British, particularly when they're standing in a place they colonized. He did the best job, I think. The, the, he turned in the best performance that could have been done in that role. Ideal. Oh, absolutely. He, he's just the best at being just an over-the-top villain and uh he's also really randy in this first scene where he's like oh hi kitty Hmm, good to see you out here again out here in the jungle i see like trying to like grab at her and stuff and she's (laughs) like no i'm seriously running from a bear please please don't touch me (laughs) i think a local man just got murdered would you like to go check it out (laughs) no i love 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 carrie hills as a bad guy like when he because he's he's so He's so charismatic, he just becomes disgusting, and it's fabulous. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, yeah, just about every, like, his role when he's in those, like, four or five episodes of Psych, where oh he's, like, gosh, the master yes. thief or whatever. <laughs> uh, do, do you watch Psych? No, I didn't. Foxy? Oh, it, it's a pretty good show, but especially the episodes with Carrie Elwes are always, always, <laughs> always a, a treasure. It's like The Mentalist, but not fake. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so yeah, uh, Kitty runs into Carrie Elwes, and then Mowgli jumps out and is like protecting her from this guy who's getting a little too grabby for my taste. And uh, <laughs> and uh, of course, uh, oh, what's Carrie uh, Boone or something, right? Yeah, Boone. He plays Captain Boone. Boone says, "Ah, oh, I see. Put up your dukes. I'll uh, I'll say protect your honor, no, no, Kitty." No. no, 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 no. He Boone. He. This is the guy who saved me from the bear. I'm surprised he wasn't eaten. Right. Uh, yeah, don't don't fight this guy because apparently he can fight a bear like with his bear hands. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, he has the hands of a bear too. <laughs> no, no, no! Like oh. <laughs> without any weapons or even gloves. <laughs> it was just the bear necessities. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they have a little scrap, and uh, uh, Boone ends up in the river. But then uh, all of Boone's buddies, like three or four of them, show up with guns, and they're like, clack, clack. Oit, oit, oit. <laughs> freeze and then uh that's when the bear shows up again little baloo and they uh fire off a couple rounds and uh yeah mowgli gets like shot in the arm right like in the shoulder but then he like just runs off and uh i I don't know and it's magically fine fine. yeah (laughs) yeah yeah he does he gets like grazed in the shoulder and baloo gets murdered no uh baloo didn't get hit not, no, you, you're you're ahead. You're ahead by about an hour. Yeah, yeah. He just like ran off as soon as <laughs> okay, shots were yeah, fired. But yeah, yeah. Mowgli got hit. But yeah, because yeah, I, I swear, like the next scene is like Mowgli holding his arm, and like weeping. Yeah, we, weeping on a cliff, uh, looking, watching the sunset or something with all of his animal friends. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I guess they they licked it better. All right, uh, uh, that that's cool. I mean, I'm sure it hurts, but also like he lives a much better life with his animal friends. Oh yeah, totally. But, alas, the next morning, uh, he decides, hey, I'm going to go into town. And he uh, sneaks to the this palace, like, you know, hiding under an elephant, causing a bunch of distractions with the guards and stuff. But uh, just starts 
going around the palace i think he's eventually like chased around a little bit but uh he ends up in kitty's bedroom yeah oh my he's like take two pulls out the flower and he's like remember me mm-hmm. <laughs> oh oh you're that you're that sweet bear wrestler oh uh, yeah uh, no no she says you're <laughs> that savage boy from earlier it, it's true <laughs> and i'm like ooh, <laughs> all right that's uh that's interesting uh but yeah he's like checking out her room and you know it's like this it really is like like a maharaja's palace that they're just living in right i mean yeah i mean everything's like white marble and you know scented candles everywhere well i mean her father's an officer so they would have come they would have taken they would have commandeered a good building yeah right yeah babe Uh, this one's mine now the british like their buildings the way they like their movies completely whitewashed <laughs> you guys have a rim shot sound effect over there? I think you're gonna need it. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> no the oh boy is our version of the rim shot. They like this building the way they like their Jesus movies. Uh. <laughs> Sorry, Moxie, we're just coming off of uh, a Jesus uh, month. Jesus yeah. month. We watched a lot of Jesus movies, and spoiler alert: I'm not a Jesus fan, apparently. <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi was the darkest one. <laughs> uh, I mean, I did scream multiple times, just kill him already. <laughs> I can respect that. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, he, like, burns himself, like, checking out a candle, like... <gasps> oh, and she tells him, like, don't touch that. And he's like, ha! Oh, fuck! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but she uh, rubs some salt on him, but then notices the bracelet. Like, <gasps> where did you get this? <gasps> Mowgli, are you the little boy from uh, from earlier in the movie? Uh, it's about this time the guards bust in. They're like, "Aha, Avesti!" And he jump, <laughs> and uh, Mowgli jumps off like out the window and like down a forty foot wall or something, and you know la- lands like on the balls of his feet. And it's like, "Oh, nice." <laughs> Would have been a superhero landing nowadays. <laughs> yeah, but uh. <laughs> Yeah, he runs off. Oh, that's right. You like run into the uh, the rope charmer, the little snake charmer, playing his uh, his music, and doing the rope dance. And then, <laughs> then he like climbs up the rope, <laughs> and the guards chasing him like climb up it too. And yeah, shenanigans ensue, <laughs> uh, especially when the music stops and it just drops. <laughs> Uh, but then he turns a corner and gets a rifle butt right in the face. Whap! Ooh. And Mowgli's out. <laughs> oh, that's right. And they also, uh, they, they uh, gank his knife, too. Like, mine now. Oh, yeah. Oh, he must have stolen this uh, from somebody he murdered, obviously. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the guy, um, what was his name? Like, Tabiki or something like that? I don't know. I don't, I don't remember. But the, the gentleman who, who rifle butts him is in everything he had like yeah. 200 credits yeah yeah he's in a an accomplished it, that guy exactly. yeah it's that guy from that thing and if you guys haven't seen that documentary go watch it it is amazing <laughs> yeah um yeah we get a whole thing like oh yeah this dagger must be from an important family uh so they throw Mowgli in the dungeon and then we meet uh the dungeon master harvey uh moxie how would you describe harvey 
Well, I mean, in terms of character development, we don't see a great deal from him. Uh, I think he has a Highland brogue and vulnerable testicles, we find out. <laughs> <laughs> or sweets, they might yes. be referred to several times his throughout sweets. the movie. <laughs> <laughs> but why would he be mentioning his sweets? Well, they 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 want Mowgli to tell good old Javi where you got this uh, fancy bejeweled dagger, and uh, Mowgli replies with a swift kick in the nuts, and uh, oh, rape me sweets! Well, I'm and, just uh, I'm impressed by how quickly Mowgli adapted his fighting style because that would never have worked in the oh, jungle. Oh, I, I I figure that was like the number one go to in the jungle. You think the nut shot is? your first move i mean i mean it's half of my finishing move but yeah <laughs> i mean if i'm wrestling with a tiger or something i'll give it a shot <laughs> like uh nope yeah nothing? but All if, right, if well. you're if you're engaged with the front half of a tiger the back half of the tiger is very far away <laughs> true true maybe it only works on monkeys or something anyway so yeah that happens sam neil uh was the name bryden uh he basically puts boone in charge of you know i i guess making sure mowgli stays in the dungeon i don't know exactly what <laughs> uh, then we cut to the next day when kitty finally goes to her daddy and says hey that uh that jungle boy you've got in the dungeon what's he doing there <laughs> You it was a full Mowgli 24 hours. Saved, saved you from being smushed by elephants like 20 years ago? I think she, him. This chick really buries the lead, though. She could have got him sprung oh, a yeah. lot faster if she'd opened with, It's Mowgli! The guy in the dungeon is Mowgli! Rather than, like, making her dad guess for a minute. Yeah. But, uh, mm. but luckily, uh, Dr. John Cleese is there, too, to be like, Oh, yes, uh, we should, uh, you know... Um, try to try to civilize him and you know study him see if we can incorporate this jungle boy into our society yes, this would be make a great paper for me to write about yeah. uh yeah re retraining him it's adorable one-on-one -on -one, less so when they do it to entire nations but yeah that's basically the way they looked at it yeah yeah oh, this uh, is the equivalent of like you know when they find some somebody's kid uh in an attic who hasn't been around people in like 15 years i think as opposed to colonizing uh, an entire nation yeah, yeah it's, it's all i can do not to pontificate about what he would actually have been like if he was a feral child because i just did, covered it on a uh, mini episode over on my patreon uh feral Where children find that? so he would have been he probably would have assuming he survived been walking on all fours which do if you do it long enough at a young enough age is going to cause your uh, the tendons in your legs to develop at the wrong length, so you're going to be stuck walking on all fours. Of course, we're going to learn the entire English language in a day and a half of montage. That one, that annoys <laughs> well, me a great deal, but we're not there yet. Now, now, it could have been several months and still... Well, and I'm going to say, and he has the benefit over children who never hear language until, you know, they're teenagers or adults, that he knew the English language by like we're we're gonna say those kids were what five six yeah they were like, I think they, I think they're identified so, as being five so at least he he had that he did have that base yeah yeah it, it may have been a quarter century ago but yeah he he remembers a couple things he's also scrupulously clean come to think of it oh absolutely well I mean he was Scotch guarded at birth <laughs> it's that wonderful supply of cocoa butter that he's been running rubbing himself <laughs> down with every morning mm. you know for evading tigers i don't know <laughs> don't ruin they, my fanfic they, they, they try to grab me just slips right out of their paws that's right yeah. uh -huh, maybe next time just, jackals just yeah. so warm and 
slick. <laughs> Nubile. Anyway, uh, so so yeah, so <laughs> Brighton uh, gladly offers up the uh, garden shed for Mowgli to live in, you know, so he doesn't feel so confined in small spaces, as he puts it. Yeah, we get the nice little uh, civilizing montage where, you know, they give him a bath and dress him and teach him the English language and all sorts of exams and quizzes and yeah and he just he just learns all of english in like a day and yeah just i know it's just a movie but the part of my brain that's fascinated by language development and linguistics is just like well this is some bullshit right here (laughs) see this is the uh where moxie wants an extra 30 40 minutes of like a miracle worker kind of uh situation where we see the process of Mowgli learning the language. Well, no, or maybe just, you know, like in uh, Greystoke, the the uh, Christopher Lambert oh, yes. Tarzan movie. That actually... Oh, so happy somebody else has seen it! Uh, yeah, only about 20 times. <laughs> so that one, he actually you actually see him struggle with language. And in that one, you get some insights into his reasoning. Like he assumes that the um, Ian Holmes character, his family must be dead. If Tarzan is in the jungle and his family is dead, if this other man is in the jungle, his family must be dead too. We didn't get to unfortunately see any of that, um, that any of that unique logic from Mowgli. We're too busy looking at Carrie Elways and Lena Headey, which is in and of itself not bad. Yeah, I mean, if you got to be distracted from that plot point, then <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Yeah, during this time, we all, oh yeah, we get the little scene where, uh, you know, Mowgli starts kind of flirting with Kitty, like, birds are beautiful, so is you, uh, 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 so are you, (laughs) and he's like, not for real though. (laughs) No, no, I'm I'm actually flirting with you. It's like me trying to flirt with a girl. No, 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 I meant that in a gay way, you know, it's just. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, like, like, like for real. (laughs) <laughs> what, what? <laughs> like for realsies though you, like, like you up yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah so yeah. oh then she also starts uh teaching him to waltz and we get that nice little montage too <laughs> he starts uh talking about how he's uh feeling a fire in his pants <laughs> sorry i added the in the pants part but yeah he's totally <laughs> oh man this <laughs> the the romance quote unquote in this movie is kind of hilarious. <laughs> well, we've seen Carrie Elway's behavior toward her, so I think she's just fending off flirtation and harassment all day. So she didn't even notice his. Oh yeah, all day every. Oh man, as I thought. Uh, oh yeah, so I guess we see other girls like at the party, but yeah, there's there's like no other girls in this entire movie, really. You know. So you're saying this movie doesn't cover the Bechtel test? Oh, no. I don't believe so. Utter fail. I don't believe so. <laughs> Utter <yeah>. failure. <laughs> oh, the next note I have is, whoa, Sam Neill's a racist. <laughs> I, I think this is where Kitty, like, goes to, like, ask, uh, oh, what a, yeah, like, she's saying, like, oh, yeah, Mowgli's really coming along, blah, blah, blah. It's like, what, the Savage Boy or something like that? And it's like, whoa, 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 calm, calm down, Sam. <laughs> I, I think he sees him like flirting or something. He's like, I hope you don't have any feelings towards that boy. You need to, you know, settle down and be well placed in London. society. Yeah. <laughs> Is this also where they're like talking about sending her back to London? And she's like, well, no, I'd really like to stay here. Like, well, you know, if you were to settle down with somebody here too, that, 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 that'd be great too. Then I could see you. So then we go to uh, nighttime where we're having a nice little party, a nice little civilized party where Mowgli gets to come along and dress up and everything too. 
uh, oh, that's right. The the guys are talking about the dagger. And it's like, oh, this must be from the lost city of Hanuman. And I'm like, you mispronounced Zinj because that's where the treasure yeah. chamber is in my mind. Yes, <laughs> Congo, baby. Congo reference achieved. <laughs> it's only a legend. Ah, certainly it must be true now if he found this dagger. Yes, but uh, this Mowgli won't tell us where it is. And then we get a wonderful... Uh, a wonderful scene between Boone and Kitty. Uh, Moxie, you want to take this one? I don't remember which scene this is. I just it's watched when, uh, this today during lunch. It's when, it's when he uh, basically proposed Kitty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's probably why, because it was pretty. It was over pretty quick, and he didn't pick up on the fact that she was uncomfortable and just not that interested. But uh, in keeping with the villain, you know, which is what's cool about this version of the Jungle Book, that could do with some more animals on the whole uh and it was the director's choice that Shere khan is not the villain of this movie he's just a tiger doing tiger things the people yeah. are the villains this one guy in particular indeed in fact if you really think about it is Shere khan a villain like in any format or is he a tiger doing tiger stuff <laughs> he's a little villainous in the dis in the original musical disney version Oh, yeah. Well, that's just because he has a uh, posh British accent, which we either interpret as being incredibly trustworthy or straight out villain. (laughs) Oh, he sounds like that guy from the Ghost and Mrs. Muir. Like, yep, that's him. (laughs) (laughs) No, not Rex Harrison, the other one. (laughs) I forget his name off here. (laughs) He's of the life of a man. He's not ashamed. Yeah, so, uh, oh, that's right. Uh, After Boone, yeah, propose a told Kitty. Uh, he gives Mowgli a tour of the, the palace and uh, especially his room of knives. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the lovely room of death that he has of like all the heads around. and <laughs> Right. And this is another place where they talk about the, uh, the balance of the jungle, like the law of the jungle. The reason Shere Khan was attacking humans is because they were killing more than they could eat. And so yeah. when uh, Boone is showing... Mowgli, this admittedly very cool dagger. Um, he's like, and then you eat him? I'm like, no, you don't eat him. They're like, oh, was he trying to eat you? No. Uh, why are you killing him? And you're like, yeah. You know, you can't hug your children with nuclear arms. I'm trying to remember the other half of that stupid expression. Anyway, yeah. don't worry about me. I got struck by lightning a decade ago for those who aren't familiar. <laughs> oh, just, just leave. I've... Just leave me. I'll catch up later. <laughs> that's no, no, why that's... she's supercharged, Moxie. So, like, I, I remember reading the Rudyard, Ru- Rudyard Kipling, like, you know, Jungle Book when I was a kid. And uh, my mom had that and a bunch of his other, like, short stories. And it is a very old book. And there is some language in there that would be very problematic for people today. But the overall, like, the all-encompassing theme of pretty much all the stories is the jungle needs to be wild and like you you have to respect it and you should respect the people who respect it and there's a real genuine love for for india and all of the people and the creatures in it in those stories yeah like balance and environmentalism yeah like way before it was a thing well kipling himself identified more with his (laughs) indian upbringing he only spoke hindi until the age of six he was sent to england to learn to be english because his parents are like, oh, dear, <laughs> he's oh, he's no. gone native. Probably because we don't touch him, talk to him, or play with him at all. Well, that's what nannies are for. Yeah, Come exactly. Yeah. 
the more things change, the more they stay the same. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, so oh, and also Boone's like dropping hints, like, "Hey, uh, are there any other uh, knives like this in that Monkey City or whatever you were talking about the other day?" Like, I'm not gonna take you there. Only keepers of the jungle law can go to that place. Oh, all right, cool, cool, cool. Hey, let's uh, let's get back to that fancy dinner party, shall we? <laughs> so they yeah, they go to that. There's some dancing. Uh, some absolute racist assholes basically shoulder check him into the buffet, which I, I don't know that that whole scene where everybody's like, "Oh, look at him! He's humbled onto the buffet." I'd be like, "Oh, dude, the food! Oh, you okay? <laughs> <laughs> here, here, let me help you off those pate crudités." What, what was that? Could be, it could be crudités. I think he also landed in a crudités, cake. Okay. He had something brightly colored and squishy in one hand. Oh no! Is it, it's that birthday cake? I was gonna say it's also India. It could be fruits. They have beautiful, colorful fruits there. That is true. Also, maybe some yogurt. Mm. <laughs> Tiki masala. <laughs> Sorry, we're talking about all the good-looking guys and yogurt. <laughs> My brain went to another place. <laughs> you... Ropes and ropes of yogurt, perhaps, babe. <laughs> That's my wife, everybody. <laughs> no. uh, well, better you than me, pal. <laughs> I'm the crude one in our uh, in our in our little duet here. <laughs> yes, right. Uh, but okay, and then we get the part where Bryden ding 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 has an announcement to make. Oh snap! Captain Boone and my wife, or my wife, my daughter, have decided to be engaged. Yay! Oh, and it's so great because. Uh, Basically, he's just like, hmm, I wish my daughter had brought this up at any point, but I'm so glad Boone came to me and said that they were getting married. So uh, here's to you, sweetie. I wish you would come to me sooner. <laughs> and, and with that whole scene, like Lita Hetty kind of has a look on her face like, wait, did I say yes or something to this? And then it's like, oh, yeah, I guess so. And she just kind of like shrugs a little bit. She's I like, I, well, I think it's that she knows her place in society. And yeah. she, it's like, well... At least he's rich. <laughs> <laughs> At least he's kind of good looking behind that mustache. And, and then uh, Mo- Mowgli's uh, talking to Dr. Cleese. And he's like, yeah. engaged, what, what's that mean? It, oh, means it means she belongs to him. <laughs> he owns her now. <laughs> yes, right. She is his property. <laughs> well, functionally speaking. And I, thought he, and I thought he addressed that situation in a very sensitive way. Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. oh, John Cleese is like amazing in this. Like his character gets kind of overshadowed because everybody's character is really kind of fantastic. But like, he's great, and his character like genuinely like is good-hearted, yeah. which is so rare in these movies, especially for a character like that. And did you know that John Cleese has a lemur named after him? <gasps> named after himself? Yeah. You know how scientists will sometimes, how they get fancy oh, and funny with scientific I, names. Sorry, I was picturing him having a pet lemur that he named John Cleese. <laughs> no, but I wouldn't put him past put it past him. He sends it on auditions on auditions for himself. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Who's you were looking for a John Cleese type? That's me, Lemur McGee. Wait. <laughs> so I'm sorry. He has a, a scientific name of a lemur named after him. Yeah. That's amazing. I just can't remember the name of the lemur off the top of my head, but thankfully, Google knows. John Cleesius Lemurus. <laughs> yeah, but it is, it is the uh, 
Bemaraha, the Bemaraha woolly lemur. So this is a really differenty looking lemur. Do not picture Zabumafu. This is something else entirely. And it is it is uh, Avahi Klesi is the scientific name. This isn't the one that they discovered like six months ago, is it? No, 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 because I wrote this in the podcast like early days. So it must be it must be at least uh, two or three years old. All right. Yeah. Oh, they look very pettable. Oh, lemurs are great. Okay, all listeners who aren't currently driving or washing the dishes, Google uh, John Cleese lemur or woolly lemur. You won't be disappointed. I'm not driving. (laughs) Though there are lots of pictures of John Cleese with lots of different kinds of lemurs. So you might just want to look for woolly lemur. I'm not going to lie. I love everything that's coming up here. Yes. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of good books. A montage of John Cleese kissing lemurs pretty much in every episode. Oh, and sharing snacks. Ooh, and his shirt's open in a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wait, does he have a book named Lemurs that he's on the cover of? Lemurs with John Cleese. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, no wonder right. they named one after him. I'm going to have to do more research into this. Uh, Moxie, we may be doing an episode on John Cleese fun facts. <laughs> <laughs> I will be ready. Because I've just learned that a... lemur day is a thing. Oh, <laughs> when, when is yeah, the day though? Oh, we o- went to October twenty fifth one time. Yes, because it's because it's John Cleese's birthday. Oh, okay, oh, nice. that makes sense. We went. We had a San Francisco Zoo pass for a number of years. My lovely husband, before we were married, got that for me so I could go draw animals when I was in art school. And uh, I remember we we just decided to go to the zoo because why not go to the zoo? And it happened to be le- world like lemur day and they had a san francisco zoo guys has an amazing lemur enclosure and it's so great to go out and watch them just run and frolic and play and eat snacks i love it when they eat their snacks yeah i think i think it's like the biggest one in north america or something they were saying because it's like like that i think they had like they're like 25 or 30 yeah yeah a couple dozen yeah yeah that, uh, that's the one that made the news, I think, two years ago, because somebody stole lemurs from it. Ugh. But then they found the lemurs. <laughs> Over the corpses of the transgressors. No, it was super weird. Like, <laughs> So the lemurs were gone for like two days, and then they found them in the back of a uh, dump truck, like in Daly City. Yeah, and I'm just like, how do you keep lemurs in a dump truck from like escaping? Because they're quite at... Yeah, I have so many questions. Everyone has questions. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, where were we? Oh yeah, so yeah, Mowgli realizes that Kitty is uh, Boone's property now. Uh, I mean, he kind of storms off like, ah, screw this. Uh, and Katie goes, or Katie, uh, Kitty goes chasing after him, and uh, they have a whole thing in front of like the bridge, where it's like, I run with wolf pack, you run with the man pack. And, and she's basically like, but we gave you the shed. Isn't that enough? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he's like, no dice. And runs <laughs> off across that bridge. Yeah. And then, uh, and then Kitty like goes back to the party and like cancels the engagement with Boone. Like, you went on second thought. I don't want to marry you. And this is where Boone gets a little pissy. Well, that was really ballsy ever uh, considering he had just made that big public announcement of it too. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, you know. I think his reaction's a little more questionable. <laughs> like the, like no, and like grabs her arm and is like, no, you're gonna be my wife and you're gonna enjoy it. And whoosh, oh, he gets slapped. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, and then we cut to the next morning where Kitty's going off to England, and I'm like, wait, what? 
<laughs> just on a couple hours notice it's like pack my- <laughs> servants pack my bags i'm off to london <laughs> good day daddy i don't want to marry boone and Mowgli ran away and i don't really think i want to stay in india anymore got your i already have your ticket <laughs> <laughs> i'll go see what lord byron's up to good day <laughs> i mean it's, it's only a two it's only a two and a half month journey you know yeah, right. <laughs> this is Kipling fellow I've been uh, communicating with. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Mowgli. Uh, okay, he hears like some sort of caravan going through the jungle. And I guess they were looking for him. Because, uh, yeah, that's right. Boone and his, uh, his posse are like looking for him. And then we get the most incredible weapon in all of cinema babe what happens no no one can escape the death grip of the net the net <laughs> sandra bullock wait no, uh moxie i don't know if you know this or not but it is entirely impossible to escape from a net i mean just being near one i find to be absolutely incapacitating yeah, yeah. i mean if you see a net you automatically freeze it's just an instinct yeah you put your hands up near your face in a weird claw fashion, in no way tactical or beneficial, that way that when the net lands on you, you can uh, make a big show of it. Struggle! Yeah. But, but ladies, I think Mowgli found the one way that you can escape from a net. <gasps> it involves kicking a man in the sweets. <laughs> Didn't he kick like three guys in this week? Oh yeah, he's just there's a lot of <laughs> nut kicking. He's like in this on the movie. ground getting out of the net, and he's like sweets, 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 <laughs> and then oi, my sweets, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, this is a running joke. I really did, it, like many running jokes in movies. The first time I have it, I'm like, uh, this is gonna be a thing, and at the end, I'm like, yes, this is a thing. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, while he's trying to escape, and the guys are like trying to grab him, then. Blue comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Ah. But then they grab their rifles. Shots are fired. <gasps> no, they got blue. <sighs> so then we see Mowgli running off to try to find uh, the doctor be- uh, because, hey, you know. Now, don't gloss over this particular sequence, okay? There is <laughs> oh, some he... savagely beautiful, ugly crying happening. And I oh, mean this sincerely. Yeah, slow-mo, ugly crying, like the face just all sorts Got of contorted. Crying. It's like crying meets vinegar strokes in slow-mo. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> That's right, because my husband said, well, now I've seen his own face. <laughs> <laughs> yes, beautifully shot, I agree, Foxy. <laughs> but it's uh, raw emotion, Steve. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not half the movie, like it's a Zack Snyder cut or something. <laughs> he didn't scream Martha and run off into the darkness? <laughs> we didn't follow his scream in real time across the universe. All right. um, <laughs> Four and a half hours later. Anyway, sorry. We watched too many movies. <laughs> uh, no, no, that was just one movie, babe. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, so, uh, so, yeah, through running, crying, slow-mo... Uh, he gets to the palace and finds the doctor. He's like, "Where's, where's Kitty? Uh, oh yeah, she's uh, heading back to England." Blah blah blah. She's on a slow boat to England, bro. Oh no, that's right. No, he goes to the palace like looking for the doctor, and like one of the servants or something says, "Oh yeah, him and Kitty are on their way to England. You know, they'll be there in, in about two seasons." And <laughs> well, he tells him so the name Mo- of the port that they're going to, which Jungle Child just happens to know not only where that city is but the road to get to it 
oh well it, you know it, it's because during the opening credits they had that big map of india with a tiger in the middle of it yeah he studied yeah. that closely <laughs> well his father was clearly concerned about his education so geography could have been one of their modules right yeah. hey maybe that's where he grew up they were just on safari taking the white guys through the jungle that kind of did seem like what they were doing <laughs> yeah so uh, eventually Mowgli uh, catches up with the caravan um oh and by the way that caravan has been ambushed and uh Boone and his posse have uh taken uh, taken the doctor and kitty um, oh no but yeah Mowgli Mowgli like shows up kicks a few sweets and then ends up saving the doctor <laughs> Uh, but uh, Kitty is taken off. Moogly, save me! <laughs> but uh, first things first, he has to save Baloo. Doctor, can you help him? Of course I can. Doctor, I'm a bear fuckers. doctor and a lemur, foremost lemur expert. Yes! <laughs> yes! Uh, I mean, because what is a bear if not a really big, short tailed lemur? Yeah, I think they're actually just a really big raccoon, but... <laughs> well, this is an Indian bear, see, so it would be a lemur, whereas the North American oh, okay. bears, they're raccoons. They're definitely, yeah. And British <laughs> and bears are go- badgers. Obviously. But they're proper British badgers, not like our, like, we'll eat your skin just for fun badgers. Yeah, that is an important <laughs> distinction. <laughs> they're far more civilized. <laughs> when you watch, like, British cartoons as a child, and you're like man, those badgers are like, they're so cute and proper and they're eating mushrooms and drinking tea. And then you're like, American badgers. <laughs> Sorry. Badger, 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 mushroom, mushroom. Exactly. Did, did, you, did you ever see the um, the music video? Okay, uh, Brian Blessed, who is uh, obviously, uh, Fuckball's amazing, uh, and Brian May from Queen are big supporters of, uh, of British badgers because there are people who want to cull the wild badger population for fear that they can carry a form of tuberculosis to cattle. And so they made a Flash Gordon badger mushroom music video with Brian Blessed and Brian May as badgers. Again, stop everything you're doing and look it up. You are welcome. Are you looking it up? No, I'll have to drop that in right about here. <laughs> oh no! So, um, oh yeah, also during the ruckus, uh, the dad, uh, Sam Neill, got shot. <laughs> and uh, we find out Boone is behind the ambush. And it's like, yeah, we kind of figured. But uh, <laughs> and where does he get hit? I missed that because he's very much okay in a short period of time. Yeah, it looks like he got shot in the Cause, chest. Because it's, it's like, <laughs> she's like, he's dying, he's dying. And, and then like three scenes later, by the time we get to the end of the film, fine not a bandage not a, a cane nothing it's just like not no. even like a smudge on his his fine outfit his, his uniform still creased and, yeah 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 it's it's uh, i don't know maybe maybe he just got scared <laughs> 
I don't know, but yeah, it's 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 a mystery. It's a Disney movie too, so you know. True, true. No one dies in uh, Disney movies; just the moms beforehand. <laughs> exactly. Because yeah, we because we open Disney. this one with two dead moms. It's in the opening narration. That's why they have a kindred, a kinship among them. You know, Kitty and Mo- Mowgli. <laughs> yeah, not just because they're two children of similar age who live close together. Uh, so yeah, so Mowgli shows up and uh, basically he's like, "Hey, you, uh, you let them go. I'll take you to Monkey City, and you can have all the tooths and gold coins and stuff you want." And it's like, "Okay, cool," uh, but we're also gonna kind of tie you up and bring them along anyway. All right. Oh, that's right. There's the whole scene where those it's like getting nighttime and the wolves are howling and uh, the right hand guy, what's his name, Wilkins or whatever, is like, "Make them stop! Make them stop!" <laughs> And Mowgli just like gives back a little, ooh, ooh, and they stop, and everyone's like, ooh, he is the beast master. He can talk to the animals. He learned their language. That's right. Oh, that's right. We also get like Shere Khan roaring and making them shit themselves a yeah. little bit. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the devil. <laughs> and, oh, that's right. And uh, Mowgli's like tied up next to Kitty, but he's like leaning over and like, I must escape so I can protect you from Shere Khan. Otherwise, he'll kill all of us. <laughs> And she's like, all right, cool. <laughs> and, you know, helps him escape, basically. And Oh, no, no, that's right. Bagheera comes in, like, frees Mowgli. That's right. He's, like, chewing Yeah, chews ropes. through the ropes. That's right. And then uh, Harvey, or Harley, whatever his name is, goes chasing after Mowgli. And he ends up in some quicksand. That's right. You thought it was going to be a jungle movie without quicksand? <laughs> Foolish. It seemed like it was going to be so much more an ever-present problem in our lives. You know, it was quicksand, the Bermuda Triangle, and catching on fire. And I, you know, kind of have tried to catch on fire through <laughs> no lack of effort, have yet to catch on fire and need to stop, drop, and roll. It's up there with people at school offering you free drugs. Yeah, like it just yeah, doesn't happen. never happened. Never happened. All of these things were going to happen at some point in my life. I just had to brace myself for it. Oh, I've shit. You know what it probably was? the drug dealers found the quicksand first oh no that's where all our free drugs went in quicksand which you that's can't a, actually drown in it's a it's a little known fact of the hollow earth theory that once you go through quicksand and come out the other end oh godzilla versus kong you're amazing i don't care how dumb you are all right sorry uh but yeah that's where all the uh drug dealers of the free drugs are so you know could be worse i guess uh, Oh yeah, so uh, Mowgli uh, Mowgli uh, ends up taking an elephant back. Oh, that's right. And he like leaves the. Uh, he, he's like kind of following behind Boone and them, and I, I forget that. How did they find out where? Oh, that's right. Uh, Mowgli said something like, uh, "Oh yeah, all you need to get to Monkey City is follow these mountains for a couple more miles, and you'll like run into it." That's right, because he's like kind of following behind them. Like, how did they know how to get to Monkey City? That's right. There, there was a, a line in there somewhere. Um, but he's also leaving, like, an arrow made out of, like, on the ground made out of flowers and uh, leaving, like, her dad's, I don't know, epaulet. bracelet or necklace. It or was the, it's the epaulette off of his uh, uniform. And the uh, letters on it indicate that they are uh, Lancers something. I forget the full title. But, you know, somebody noticed that and was like, oh, I know historically what that means. Oh. Uh. 
Nice, but uh, it, it's it's basically letting <laughs> Mowgli letting uh, Kitty know that her father is safe and that uh, you know he's thinking about her. Got all the flowers out there, I guess. He'll expect a lot of smooches later, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so then we uh, we cut to a waterfall and um, Mowgli and uh, one of Boone's posse like they have a little fight in the waterfall but it's he's, he's like a big like james bond like jaws sized kind of guy like he he he's a good got a good foot and 100 pounds on mowgli but eventually you know mowgli uh <laughs> moxie do you remember how this fight ends <laughs> just like we don't need to talk about how big the other guy is it's not the size of the dog in the fight it's the size of the fight in the dog and if i had to venture a guess Statistically speaking, based on what we've seen so far, and past performance is no prediction of the future, I'm going to assume he kicks someone in the sweets. Right in the sweets. <laughs> yep. Oi, my sweets. The guy picks up a rock, he's about to smush him, gets a nice little foot in the sweet basket, and then whoop, <laughs> right off the waterfall and splash, dead. Get that drop, foot in the sweets basket. <laughs> I mean, Polari, the word, the Polari word, uh, basket, Polari being the uh, secret language of gay men in Britain up until the 1960s when they decriminalized homosexuality, basket meant a gentleman's trouser bulge. So it was a completely Ooh. accurate thing to say. Oh, my. Yes. <laughs> Noted. Uh, <laughs> yeah, when they see the guy uh, falling off the waterfall, they're like, oh, there's Mowgli. Kaplow, kaplow. Start shooting up at him. And then uh, Mowgli dives into the waterfall and gets away, I guess. Oh, my. Cool. We then cut to Monkey City. Yes. Oh. Where the grass is green and the girls are pretty. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, Boone and the posse pull up there. Uh, Shere Khan, like, roars. And so everybody's, like, on edge, like, oh, oh, no, there's a tiger around here. Ah. And they, like, split up to go find Shere Khan before they go into Monkey City. And uh, long story short, Wilkins ends up shooting one of the other guys, like, in the leg. Because <laughs> he's like, ah, what's that noise? Ah, it's me, you ass. Um, and for a second then, there, it looks like Wilkins is going to finish the guy off. Yeah, he was totally like, well, do I just give him do another I, shot? Yeah, like, do I leave him? Is he going to wrap me out? <laughs> Would I even get in trouble? I don't know these things. But then Shere Khan pops out of nowhere. <laughs> done <laughs> didn't even have to double tap that's right hard to do <laughs> with a uh, musket with a front-loading musket <laughs> steve our next t-shirt tigers don't have to double tap <laughs> that's what happens from here. yeah boom gets uh towards the the entrance of monkey city and king louis comes out and he's like whoop, 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 like kind of making fun of him to chase him and a reminder that orangutans are the greatest it's true. It's true. Because <laughs> King Lear is played by an orangutan. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the word orangutan just means person of the forest. Because <gasps> oh. they're just forest people, Steve. I always thought it was orange Utah. <laughs> I mean, phonetically, yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> that is the most Utah thing you've said in a while. <laughs> <laughs> so upon Mowgli's suggestion, Boone follows King Louie into the treasure chest. Oh, but I, yeah. I did like the origin for the name King Louis. I thought that that was was really cute because he sees a portrait earlier in the movie of the French King Louis wearing a crown, which was among the jewels that uh, the orangutan had. And uh, she, she uh, Kitty informs Mowgli that that is King Louis. He's like, oh, if you, when you see him, tell him I know who has his hat. 
And that's why the orangutan is called King Louie. And I thought that was a super cute little uh, extra detail. Very clever. From the writers of Cyborg 2, Glass Shadow, or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah! They used, they used up all their cleverness on this one. Indeed. <laughs> so they haven't written anything since, like, well, that's it, everybody. <laughs> so long. <laughs> Okay, and okay, one of the one of the coolest yet also least practical things in this movie is uh-huh. when uh, they they turn on the lights in uh, <laughs> in the Monkey City by hmm, this doesn't taste like water. <laughs> this tastes like kerosene. <laughs> yep, just rivers of kerosene floating around through the city, and they're like, well, we light this up, and it lights all the hallways and various sconces and yeah. chandeliers. Uh, well, because I know when I'm in the middle of India in the summer, what I want is a hallway full of fire. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, oh man, I actually just had a thought mm-hmm. so with director Stephen Summers. It's very similar to in the uh, Mummy movies when it's like reflecting the sun off like one mm-hmm. gold shield will illuminate an entire chamber. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's much, a much, much cooler idea, like physically, oh, yeah. that it's a lot less flame. <laughs> and besides, the Mythbusters. I think kind of backed them on that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it worked. Si- it's science. <laughs> oh yeah, Mowgli gets in there, uh, gets in the chamber, or like you know they're they're going through like these hallways and stuff to get to the the chamber, and Mowgli's kind of kind of tagging behind them, like around the corner, not being super stealthy, Trying but stealthy enough. Trying to not get enough. shot. Yeah. <laughs> But then uh, Buldio pops out of nowhere. Oh. That's right. He was shot in the leg, but he's not dead yet. <laughs> Shere Khan couldn't stop him. And, um, and yeah, this is the guy who is in everything. The guy yeah. from The Thing. And as soon as you see him, you'll be like, oh, I know that guy. Yeah, He's so the get, guy from The Thing. Yep. Yeah, so they get fighting. In, in, oh, that's right. They're like in the uh, the tomb chamber. And Mowgli's like <laughs> trying to keep on like the opposite side of the tomb while he's like firing off a couple shots or whatever. And then he fires one shot, it hits the wall, and then I've written down, is that cocaine coming out of the walls? Because <laughs> it's just white powder, just... It's pool sand, Steve. It I, is known for its pool sand. Indeed. Well, I, I've just seen Tango and Cash too many times. And <laughs> it, looked, it looked like oh, Demerara sugar. It just, it, that's what it looked like, because it had that, that slight sparkliness to it. Yeah, yeah true. Oh, may have a point there. Maybe that's safer um, but, to use when you're almost drowning someone. You know, so on set, they use sugar. <laughs> Just in case they have to eat their way out. Yeah, ow, exactly. Ow, ow. That, that way you only get a crippling case of diabetes rather than sudden death. Oh, slow death versus fast death. <laughs> Which kind of brings us back water. around to the conqueror. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or you just spray that sugar down with water and then it turns into a soda and they can just kind of climb up there. <laughs> that's how sugar works steve <laughs> sand or sugar or cocaine whatever it is starts coming out of the walls uh mowgli gets out of there because the i like the roof of the tomb or whatever like starts coming down and bullio's uh, stuck in there and i assume he dies several days later from starvation or dehydration or whatever that's a safe right? assumption but it's the sort of thing that disney doesn't want you to think about like what happened to mufasa's body we just don't think about those things. <laughs> hyenas, obviously. Yeah, hyenas, yeah. <laughs> I, I believe that was right after they were done chasing Simba into... Anyway. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if, if not the hyenas, certainly there are vultures. Oh, true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, you know what it was? The hyenas were sick to chase Simba off, and then Scarf. <laughs> Yummy. <laughs> 
eating well, his own brother. I was gonna say, you know, here in the U.S., uh, deer and cows and stuff are known to like nibble at carcasses and eat birds right out of trees. Oh yeah, yeah. opportunistic opportunistic omnivores. Yeah. yeah, maybe maybe those uh, wild beasts and a couple of giraffes went and finished him off. I mean, yeah. circle of life. Yeah, exactly. The circle of life. He was talking about how the wild beasts eat their bodies after they become grass at the beginning of the movie. Anyway, it's true. <laughs> this just saves a step. <laughs> Release the Snyder cut of Lion King. Wait. <laughs> the darker, grittier Lion King, also known as Hamlet. Uh, so yeah, so then we get, uh... Hamlet's dad getting eaten, though. <laughs> well, we don't know that he didn't. I know, it's not in there. They, there is a feast at the end, right? <laughs> oh my god, you're right. See, you have to read between the iambic pentameter. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone else impressed I remember that? Yeah, me too. I am super impressed, babe. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so Boone and uh, Kitty, they finally get to the chamber. Oh man, there's gold everywhere. We'll be rich. Rich as Nazis. Hey, there's even swastikas. And uh, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, I think Mowgli just kind of shows up, uh, take a couple shots at him. I said written down, Kitty gets knocked out or something. When did that happen? Did she get like slapped or something? Well, like she and Boone fall from a height and, and land on some particularly hard treasure. Oh, that's right. They fall into the treasure chamber. That's how they get there. That's right. And then Katie's just like, yeah, taking a nap or something. But yeah, yeah. She, that's, okay. That's where I thought she was knocked out. Um, but yeah, then we get a nice little sword fight between Mowgli and the Dread Pirate Wesley. Uh, boom. Sorry. And, <laughs> oh, and like the whole time they're like fighting. And basically, uh, Boone has a sword and, you know, he's like a fencing master, blah, blah, blah. And Mowgli's like grabbing pots and pans and you know just playing defensively and uh he's like what do you have that i don't yeah and uh mowgli replies with like a six-pack for starters yeah (laughs) an endless supply of coconut oil uh the speed of a panther the eyes of the eagle the heart of a mongoose i don't know he he starts listing off things does any does anybody remember in it was a really short run cartoon show from the 80s called Brave Star. It was, yes. yeah, it was a space western and not in the good, like, well done Firefly kind of way. Uh, but oh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, it was. And, and this fellow on an alien planet who was Native American uh, could invoke different animals to give him different powers in the moment. Oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah, do it's remember badass. that. I mean, it's no Sparks Nevada Marshall on Mars, but... Yeah, yeah it's, it's from the uh, was it Rankin Bass or whatever, the guys that did, like, yeah. Silverhawks and Tiger Sharks and all those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, surprisingly short-lived. Yeah. Um, what? Can't imagine um, why it ran for one year. <laughs> but man, what a year! Oh, that's our next podcast: questionable children's shows. <laughs> if you've never, if you've never checked out the uh, Toy Galaxy YouTube channel, I think you guys would enjoy it a great, great deal because their bread and butter is the '80s properties where the toy was designed to sell the cartoon, and the cartoon was designed to sell the toy. I will not have you besmirch Captain Power and the Soldiers of the Future that way. <laughs> that that show actually holds up. I it would not be does. surprised if they have, if they've covered it. I mean, Probably they're very thorough. And they, they do, I, what, the <laughs> thing I, I realized one day what it is I really like about the podcasts and YouTube channels that I take in, and it's research. 
If it's clear that there's good research behind what you're doing, I don't even care what the subject is. I am all for it. We follow a YouTube channel called Project Farm, where this dude just tests tools. But his scientific method is so sound that I just am enwrapped every time. I don't need an impact wrench, but now I know which one to get. But if I ever did, now I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'll see if there's a... <laughs> I say we we just bought a chainsaw, but <laughs> I probably should have researched that one a little more. But uh, hey, we researched the brand before oh, yeah, we yeah, bought the yeah. first tool in the set. And yeah, totally. We're getting other ones that match it. Yeah, we got the uh, the, the Greenworks. I don't know if it, it's like all e tools like running on batteries and They're stuff all like electric. that, like lawnmowers and yes, yeah, because so we, we are so, uh, we we are many miles from like the nearest town and like we do have a gas station in our little tiny town here but we also know us and we'd rather let the yard turn into a dump pile than go <laughs> fill up a gas tank <laughs> yeah. so we were like a battery we can charge battery and then we'll mow our lawn and so steve did a, did do a ton of research on the mower got one that was not only had very good reviews but was actually available to us because <laughs> <laughs> that's a big deal when you live in a smaller town like even if you drive to a bigger town things get sold out whatever uh yeah so we uh, we now have some uh, electronic tools yeah so greenworks if you want to sponsor us that's eilf movies <laughs> on twitter facebook or instagram and it's definitely not going to turn out like maximum overdrive totally oh, no. not not even a little bit and that's why they're locked in the garage. <laughs> Trust me, I'm pretty sure these things don't have a microchip amongst them. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, you know, otherwise you end up like uh, all the farmers with their John Deere products they can't use. Look that one up, folks. Oh yeah, I saw yeah. I saw something about that. So just like just like how you can't take your Apple products any old where to get them fixed, they did the same thing with friggin' tractors. Yeah, yeah. So so because everything has a computer now and all of that. Um, this is actually part of Adobe set the standard for this that you own the license you don't don't own the soft or uh, yeah you you own the license but you don't own the software so they have the right to revoke your license at any time and then you can't use your software and John Deere said well hey since everything's got a computer in it anyway to run everything um, we're just gonna make basically make it have a a you know, destruct self destruct date. And you own the hardware, but you're not allowed to run any of the software once we deem it's not usable anymore. And so now farmers are having to go find like 1950s tractors to even get shit done. Because otherwise you got to buy a new tractor every five years or whenever they decide they want you to buy a new tractor. And it's not just tractors, it's all of the farm equipment, which, hey guys, guess what? That means all of our produce is going to go up. That means things are going to become less efficient, which probably means more water usage. And it's it's bad all the way around. But the good news is the iFarm 8 is coming out this June. No. Mm. <laughs> no? Mm. Wrong room? All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah, they're sword fighting. Um, but ladies... What's the last thing that Mowgli has <gasps> that, uh, that Boone doesn't? The loincloth? The ability to kick him in the sweets? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> the loincloth and kicking in the sweets. No, he has very sharp teeth. <gasps> oh, oh, we were back to the listicle. I got us so yeah. far off track. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we were on his yeah, Tinder but, uh, profile. That's right. <laughs> uh, but then we also find out 
wait John Cleese's python from earlier is alive still oh no look out for John <laughs> John Cleese's python guys <laughs> hello yeah, um, <laughs> but yeah the, the python from earlier shows up and Mowgli's like oh, I'm out of here but uh, Boone and the monkeys are still behind and Boone's like that's right he's like loading up on treasure or whatever that's right he's oh, like no. yeah come on monkeys help me out of here and and Mowgli uh so Kitty goes oh shouldn't we just grab a little bit and Mowgli says no no this treasure is cursed it'll only bring death as they're running out uh the monkey this is where the monkey reaction shots are just amazing and I'm so mad that these aren't (laughs) gifts everywhere these monkey reaction shots should be everybody's gifts like they're covered they're they're like oh cover their little mouths shocked faces (laughs) they're like don't tell them don't tell them it's about to happen as Boone's like loading up gold and to his <gasps> shirt and everything and then what covers the giant, his little eyes and then Ka the giant python <laughs> takes him into the water and Boone yeah. oh that's right like Boone gets like knocked into the water and the gold like the gold takes him to the him. bottom and mm. he sees all the other skeletons with yeah. their gold and then that's when Ka comes in for the finish <gasps> Gator Rolf well first uh, Mowgli's trying to drag Kitty out he's like just it, it's like Ilsa and Indy in uh, Last Crusade and mm-hmm. he's like you know just just leave it just leave it she's like let me grab something and then Boone is like look at everything we can have together and she's immediately like yeah you're right let's go <laughs> just the thought of being with him is so repellent that she will instantly give up an entire palace full of treasure yeah. and it's Carrie Elwes too oh come on we've all we've all met that person where we're like whoo yeah not a not 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 for all the gold in the world <laughs> if I had to saw off my leg to get out of this conversation, I would seriously consider it. Well, I luckily, mean, our podcast isn't that bad. Wait, what? <laughs> I don't know. Those early episodes. <laughs> we all have the early episodes. Yeah. You should hear what well, I've done to the sound on some of my back catalog. I can't believe people go back and listen because it just drives me yeah. insane with yeah, with shame and embarrassment at the overmodulation. Yeah, God bless those people that have uh, stuck around from the beginning. Looking yeah. at you guys, you're, you're what makes this happen. And now, now you get the good audio quality because, you know, we bought mics that work and uh, figured out the intricacies of changing input and output. <laughs> yeah, I was just editing like our third episode earlier today. And uh, man, it was rough. <laughs> Uh, where were we? Oh yeah, so Mowgli and Kitty, they run out of the monkey city, but then they run right into <gasps> Shere Khan! And then Shere Khan gives a mighty roar. And Mowgli roars back. <laughs> you know, as, 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 as a human can do, I guess. And then, uh, then Shere Khan just kind of sits and, uh, and groans a little bit. I guess it's about as much of a purr as a, a big cat can do. My, my wife just told me the fun fact that, uh, yes. was it the cheetah's the... Cheetah's the largest cat that can purr and meow. Yep. The larger cats, their vocal cords can't make those noises. Did not know that. Yep, the cats that can purr can't roar and vice versa. Fun fact! Yeah. <laughs> cheetahs make a, absolutely adorable, chirpy, squeaky sounds, which are the same pitch as your house cat. Yes, we we got to meet a cheetah once. Well, I got to meet a cheetah a couple times, but we got to meet one pretty up and close at a fabulous place out in uh, Santa Rosa, California called uh, Safari West. And they breed animals uh, to help 
keep the genetics alive. They're a member of the national zoos and aquariums and share genetics with other zoos. Okay, so it's a proper um, place and not Tiger King. Yes, it yeah, is a proper yeah, yeah. place where they have tons of acreage. They do do tours, and the tours are based on the comfort of the animals. So Ooh, sometimes you don't get a full respect. tour if the animals are upset that day. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. you see a uh, like a water buffalo like a thousand <laughs> yards away, and they're like, "Yeah, we're not getting any closer because it'll charge us." <laughs> yeah, when we took yeah. our tour, we we pulled up to one paddock. The guy got out to unlock the gate, and he goes. You know, the mama water buffalo is not looking happy today, so we're not going to take this part of the tour. We're going to go see the rhinos instead. Yeah. <laughs> My God, though, uh, but even they must have to deal with some just the most Karen-y Karens demanding to get their money's worth. Oh, even even though I know they, tickets. I'm sure they tell you a hundred times early on, but there's oh, always yeah. going to just. I've been I've been retail my whole life. There will be oh, some yes. bitch. I, I definitely got the vibe that they would be happy to put you back in your car and make you leave if you were that person. Yeah. Like, they were Ooh. very much like our animal. They were one of the places where during uh, some of the big fires, they actually sacrificed uh, the living quarters of the family that owns it and, like, the main, like, their, uh, the market area, like, their gift shop and that to save the animal paddocks. They sacrificed that to the fire. Hmm. Okay. So it's one of those kind of places, but they have a cute, they had a cute young cheetah who was in a pen you could get, you know, within like six feet of. She wasn't on a leash or anything, but like she didn't mind hanging out and watching people. And we walked up and, um, yeah, she was like, meow, meow. She's like, where's the speaker? This is a joke, right? (laughs) (laughs) She just don't make noises like that. I I always hear like dramatic African drums when they're like pouncing on a gazelle. I assume that's the only sound they can make. Well, so many, so many animal noises we've been sold a bill of sale on. Uh, bald eagles sound like doggy chew toys. What you're usually hearing is a red-tailed hawk. Oh. Also, uh, having been up in Alaska, uh, bald eagles eat trash just like any other seagull. <laughs> yep. We- <laughs> they love trash. We thought we uh, drove past an eagle sanctuary. It turned out to be the city dump. <laughs> hey, two things. Two things can be true. Ooh, oh, absolutely. That's, that's right. Safari West, that's where we saw the uh, ostriches trying to pick at the, pick the, the lock. <laughs> and like one of them's like the, like the lookout. <laughs> and the other one was trying to pick the lock. <laughs> it was pretty sweet. It was also the first time you saw guinea fowl in the in oh, yeah, you know, yeah. real life. It's true. In their guinea flesh. <laughs> <laughs> in the guinea flesh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. So, yeah. So he's uh, basically staring down Shere Khan. They get the little roars kind of back and forth. But then, uh, yeah, Shere Khan's just kind of cool with them. They have a real then, bro moment. Yeah, right? <laughs> I was expecting to like give the little uh, little head nod and go their separate way. little fist <laughs> like, bump. A little like Hobbs and Shaw ending or something. <laughs> Till we meet again. <laughs> <laughs> but then, uh, yeah, he says something like, uh, he sees me not as a man, but as a creature of the jungle. Which and would then, make, uh, that would be a little more impactful if I think, if, if they'd had the buildup of Shere Khan's motivation like they had in the animated version where Shere Khan was targeting him because he was a human. They didn't have that in here. So I guess he's less likely to get his ass eaten off if he's considered to be a jungle thing and not a man thing. If he's a creature of the jungle, then guess what? He's also on the menu one day. Yeah, that is is true. (laughs) Tigers eat stuff in the jungle. It's true. (laughs) So much for their bro moment. Well, Again, I think it's just more of a until next time, Toretto. Like that guy. <laughs> oh, the Fast and Furious movies. Can't get enough of them. 
Great. <laughs> Release F9, damn it. <laughs> so we get back, and, uh, you know, Sam Neill, or uh, was it Bryden's okay? Apparently, the uh, shot in the chest was merely a, fl- a flesh wound. Uh, yeah, Mowgli and Kitty return. Baloo's alive. Hey, Yay! everything's back to normal and okay. And we get a nice little kiss at the waterfall and some uh, narration from uh, Dr. Grant again. And then the end. Roll credits. Keep the jungle law, everybody. That's the jungle book. Yeah. Moxie, Moxie, would you recommend 1994's The Jungle Book? Well, I certainly wouldn't not recommend it. If you told me you were only going to watch one version of The Jungle Book in your whole life, I'm not sure this would be that one. But if it's on and you're not terribly busy, you should park your ass on the sofa and watch it. What's your uh, your one version of The Jungle Book that you would recommend? Well, I am a sucker for the animated version. The, the 1960-whatever Disney one? Yes. The only... I mean, there are, I know there are other animated versions, but, like, the granddaddy... <laughs> the granddaddy of uh, animated Jungle Books. With the songs, come on. Yeah. I, I, I watched that with my niece a couple years ago, and I forgotten it was like an hour and eight minutes long <laughs> so it was like oh we might have to watch this a couple times till your parents get back <laughs> well little kids but, uh, will do that one of my nephews okay. he had to watch it at least once a day every day for more than a year when he was four <laughs> till i'm grown <laughs> there's a song on there right yes um, right at the end at the end where he meets the little village girl uh that lures him Back to civilization by the power of boners. Yeah, oh, boners are strong. I'm sorry, we call that the honeypot. <laughs> <laughs> we call that gravity and A. Am I right? Anyway. So here's the thing with that. Like I always remember that ending very distinctly because she gives like a little come hither look, but it also is sort of the evil villainous like yeah. Ursula look. Well, it's it's the same look. It is. <laughs> And I just like I remember as a kid being like, "It's a trap." <laughs> well, it certainly it was a trap. Uh, but They're gonna make you work. But pants, it's the Bobby. tender trap, as Sinatra might say. Oh no! Um, <laughs> I've never heard it called that hey, before. You... <laughs> 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 Izzy, would you recommend the Jungle Book? Absolutely. This is this is a fun movie. This is like it. It has a lot of the same energy as the Mummy. Like they're very different movies, but. You can like feel that energy and then finding out it comes from the same people. It's like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, if yeah. Watch this movie. Yeah. Have your I, kids watch this movie. I, I recommend anything with Jason Scott Lee in it. I don't care if it's Time Cop Two Berlin Decision. Uh, watch it. He's in the new I'm Mulan. A for John Cleese. Oh yeah, he is in the new Mulan. That's right. We just watched that like a month yeah. ago. Yeah. Yeah, pretty good. Alright, excellent. Well we'll take a quick commercial break, but when we come back, oh boy. We got some fun facts. More beer! And what we learned from The Jungle Book. Hey everybody, join us for our next Podcart Fest, a celebration of podcasting and art. With so many incredible artists of all kinds being affected by the pandemic and shutting down of festivals in general, uh, we wanted to bring them together to one incredible virtual festival and give you the opportunity to interact with them directly in their virtual booth, uh, witness them demonstrate their marvelous skills on our live stream, show off some of their new products in their shops, and just have a great fun time in general at Podcart Fest. For the latest information, 
Please follow us at PodcartFest on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PodcartFest. That's P-O-D-C-A-R-T-F-E-S-T. Where you can stay up to date on which podcasters, crafters, actors, painters, directors, creators, and more will be featured. Oh, did I mention it's free? Because PodcartFest is free. So you can pass that admission fee right along to an artist who needs your help in these desperate times and have a bunch of fun with some amazing personalities while getting some unique gifts and art for yourself or a loved one. Uh, See you soon at Podcart Fest, hosted by Everything I Learned from Movies. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Have you ever watched a movie and thought to yourself, what were they thinking? Because we sure have. So much so that we named our podcast after it. What were they thinking? Starring me, Nathan. And Brendan. Every week we take a bad to questionable movie and unpack it so you don't have to. And then sometimes, we ate your cues in our mailbag. No big whoop. Yeah, no big whoop at all. So that's What Were They Thinking? You can find us on your favorite podcatcher or follow us on the World Wide Web on Twitter and Instagram at WWTT Podcast. Who the hell says World Wide Web anymore? This guy. So, uh, yeah, see you soon. Wave at microphone. Did you ever go on vacation with your family and hope the dance instructor would fall in love with you? No, but I did think a guy with a giant boombox playing Peter Gabriel outside my window in the middle of the night meant true and undying love. Listen to our podcast, Happily Ever Aftermath, where we revisit these movies and it turns out they weren't the best ideas. What were we thinking? You can find our podcast, Happily Ever Aftermath, on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or your favorite podcatcher. You can also tweet at us at H-E-A-M-C-A-S-T, Heemcast. Hi guys, we interrupt your favorite podcast to interrupt you with an ad for your new favorite podcast. Wait, wait, isn't this playing on somebody else's show? Exactly. So then how are we, I thought we were their new favorite podcast. Well, we're going to become their new favorite podcast after they hear this advertisement for our show. What's our show called, Justine? Superiority Complex. Yeah, where can they find us, Patrick? Uh, Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, exactly. You can go to at Soup Complex on Twitter, S-O-U-P Complex, and you can go to Facebook.com. Slash soup complex, but our main page is on Podbean, and you can find us there at www.superioritycomplex.podbean.com. New episodes are out every Thursday. Justine, yes. what do we talk about on the Superiority Complex? Nerdy stuff. Perfect. Don't get all sensual with your voice. Yeah, did you hear that? I heard it. It's a little inappropriate. If you want to hear a little more of that, tune in to the Superiority Complex. One more time, Justine. What do we talk about? Nerdy stuff. Nah, wasn't no. the same. You tried. This is Eric Avari, and you are listening to Everything I Learned from Movies. And we're back. Oh my God, Steve! That was the those were the greatest ads that ever added in the history of adding. Ah, she said it. They get better every week. Indeed, and trust me, after going back through past episodes, they do get better every week. <laughs> Steve's been revamping the uh, first five guys, and. Uh, Rough. Uh, I was say, as Colt 40, Colt 45 would say, uh, it's uh, it's the roughest fish. <laughs> God. Ah, but 
Babe. Steve. I'm a little thirsty. I don't know about you. I'm a little sober. Oh, well, uh, let's see. Ooh, from Roosters Brewing in Ogden, Utah, we have their Blood Orange India Pale Ale. Yeah! Woo! Uh, what's the ABV on this guy? Probably five, right? Yep, 4.8%. Woo! Uh, excuse me, my top. Good Foley. Oh, his top. Right? <laughs> <laughs> ah, and the poor... Ooh, it's a beautiful, lightly cloudy beer. Um, very, very pale. It's got an off-white foamy head with lots of tiny bubbles. Tiny bubbles make me happy. Ooh, it smells orangey oh, right yeah. off the top. Yeah, great get the citrus orange. aroma. Yeah, and it's not overly juicy orange. It's, it's hard to explain, like almost like a dry orange. Ooh. Steve's gone in for the sip. Yeah, it's awfully dry. Like, there's a little bit of hop, but yeah, definitely like probably like citra hops and stuff to complement oh, the orange and all. Definitely but... orange forward, but not overly sweet. Yeah, you get a little yeah, hop very... finish. Yeah, just a nice dry, like all day drinking IPA. Yeah, this Think is about. delightful. Moxie, are you still working on the hard stuff over there? <laughs> still on a diet. Same as, same as I was an hour and a half ago. So, uh, yeah, just <laughs> me and my all D diet cola. Thank you. Woo! So I will say, if you're on a diet, this is a tip to anybody, and you do enjoy a good drink. There's a company called Spindrift who makes uh, flavored waters, and theirs is a little different. They actually put a little bit of actual fruit, fruit juice in their water. Um, and so it usually, yeah, it, it usually comes out a little bit on the tart side. Uh, their pineapple with a shot of like rum is only about 60 calories and tastes like a tiki drink. It is delightful. That does sound pretty good. Well, ladies, uh, would either of you be interested in any fun facts? Oh. Are they super fun facts? Because they're fun, fun facts. Facts are kind of my thing. <laughs> <laughs> and wait, do you have a podcast concerning facts? Yes, what a coincidence. I certainly do. Your Brain on Facts, your weekly half hour of things you never knew you never knew. And the day before we recorded this, I put out episode 150. Yeah! But Moxie, what if I don't like podcasts and prefer some sort of hardbound book? Well, first I was going to say, well, you won't be hearing this if you don't like podcasts, but uh, <laughs> you've, you've done it again. There is also a Your Brain on Facts book available from your local bookseller if you go through bookshop.org, which has all the convenience of Amazon without giving any more money to Jeff Bezos. And if you, say, don't want facts, but you enjoy my mellifluous voice, you can always go to moxielabouche.com and book me for voiceovers. You can't afford not to. Oh, you gotta do it, guys. No, <laughs> I should have you write my copy. Facts and it is amazing, guys. It's Indeed. Oh, the, the book is a lot of fun. It's... It, and, and seriously, listen to our podcast, Your Brain oh, on yeah. Facts. It's 30 minutes of... What, what is there, about 40 or 50 fun facts per episode? I mean, you can't quantify it sometimes. Because sometimes it's just, it's... Because it, it is a long-form uh, podcast normally, so it's hard to say in a paragraph how many facts there are. Though in episode 150, there are 150 fast facts, which took me a lot longer to write than I expected. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, definitely check it out, everybody. And yeah, buy the book. Buy her book. Your brain on facts. Super fun facts, because they're fun, fun facts. Yeah. See, the song works for everything. It really does. A mighty jingle it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies, fun facts. Rotten Tomatoes. 
Moxie, what do you think the critics thought of 1994's The Jungle Book? Uh, well, since they're movie critics, I'm going to guess they were overly harsh on it. They were probably underwhelmed and a little unimpressed. So if out of, out of 100%, how many do you think gave it a good review? Let's go, let's go for two-thirds. Let's go for 66%. Excellent. How about you, Izzy? Hmm. So yeah, I'm thinking this isn't a critic darling, but Rotten Tomatoes wasn't around when this movie came out. So it's going to have the original reviews on there, but it's also going to have all the reviews of the kids who grew up watching this movie and then became film reviewers. So I think it's going to be, I'm hoping it's going to be a little bit artificially inflated but then again we are in the super woke times where people might not be excited about jason scott lee playing an indian gentleman i'm gonna say he is chinese hawaiian for those who are curious uh, i'm gonna say 72 because i'm super hopeful 80 percent with the critics <gasps> with the critics 80 percent wow yeah. Yeah, but the audience, the one we really care about, what do you think the audience score is? Well, I don't even know anymore with the critics coming in at 80. Because <laughs> I, I would have put the people at 80 and the critics, you know, like 60 or 66. So if I move that proportionately, that would put the the Joe on the street up near 100. And it's definitely not that good of a movie. 125% with the audience. No. Uh... <laughs> I'm flummoxed. My math fails me utterly. <laughs> Well, the audience score is... Do I get to guess? Yes. But I'm going to say 92. 55% with really? the audience. Ooh. Yeah, what the hell, guys? There's no accounting for taste. Mm. <laughs> for once, the critics might be right. But if you average it, it's still pretty decent. No, oh, yeah, yeah. Totally. By the way, if you're the person who's giving 52% uh, to this Jungle Book, fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Shots fired, blah, blah, blah. You Go know, kick yourself in your sweets. <laughs> you know, they probably thought it was that other live action remake that they did that we might be doing next week. <laughs> oh, so many. <laughs> well, live action in huge quotations because There's it's 90% CGI. Right. Wait, wait. Is that the one with uh, with Andy Serkis or the one without Andy Serkis? If there's CGI, we'll Andy Serkis is going to be there. <laughs> oh, he directed one of them. <laughs> uh, it's going to be it's going to be a great month, guys. So uh, excited. All right. So this movie had a 27 million dollar budget That's with cool. worldwide gross of. <gasps> 43.2 so yeah not, not a huge hit mm. like, yeah enough enough to make a profit but not enough to encourage them to yeah maybe enough to pay for it. the marketing and everything yeah <laughs> this live action film required the use of over 200 trained animals including yeah. 50 tigers <gasps> there's not even that many tiger scenes yeah that's like <laughs> you see the tiger three shots. times yeah, I, that's incredible. But uh, yeah, the wolves in this production were actually wolf dogs, timber wolf, Hiberian husky hybrids. Uh, Buck and Those Teddy were the only purebred wolves on the set. I, maybe the parents? I, I don't know. Okay, Thanks, fun, IMDb facts. <laughs> fun fact: wolf dogs don't just don't even go there. They're all nuts, and it's it's not even it's not their fault. They have the run away from humans instinct of a wolf. And the run two instincts of a dog, and it drives them nuts. I worked in a zoo, and we did have wolf dogs that they were they were the death row wolf dogs. They snapped and bit somebody, and their option was 
live at the sanctuary zoo and be labeled a red level animal which meant they were more dangerous than like the mountain lions or be euthanized so just don't do it guys don't do it fun facts no. <laughs> hey, i fed know. the mountain lions i never got to feed the wolf dogs that's how like critical it was mm. i fed bears by hand never got to feed the wolf dogs that tells you something trailer park people that's right <laughs> Uh, yeah, as uh, Moxie, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, as Moxie mentioned earlier, uh, unlike other versions before or since, this is the only time where Shere Khan is not a villain, but rather a neutral force of nature. Uh, director Stephen Summers stated it would be impossible for him to allow Shere Khan to be killed for his actions, seeing how majestic tigers are. And you know, tigers gonna do tiger shit. Right. Yeah, can't blame him for that. And uh, you name dropped uh, the two full-blooded wolves. This is a rare circumstance where the animal actors were actually given full credit. They don't show up on IMDb, but they are in the credits of the movie. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Baloo was played by Casey. Bagheera was played by Shadow. Super inventive there. Um, uh, The wolf dog who plays uh, Grey Brother is named Shannon. I don't know if that means it's a dog or a bitch, because I live in the South. (gasps) Shannon goes either way. And uh, King uh, Bombay played Shere Khan, and King Louis was played by Lowell, who apparently was just a cut-up on set. <laughs> nice. Uh, the character of uh, Tabaki, T-A-B-A-Q-U-I, nailed it, uh, played by Anarud Agarwal, nailed that as well, is based on an animal antagonist, an Indian jackal, from the original written works of Rudyard Kipling. So there you go. I'm, I, ooh, I'm guessing that's probably the uh, big guy that got kicked in the sweets and fell off the waterfall. Oh, my sweets. <laughs> uh, but on that note, ladies, what did we learn from this movie? Uh, Moxie is our guest. Would you like to go first? I learned that Jason Scott Lee has the beautiful, clear blue eyes of a teddy bear. Not blue, brown. Fuck. No can brain good. <laughs> I'm picturing them. They're gorgeous. And I just said the wrong thing. Uh, Don't worry. I'll fix it in post. Uh, (laughs) That's a future Steve problem. Has beautiful brown eyes. (laughs) You should dump it over with your voice. (laughs) (laughs) He has beautiful hazel brown eyes. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I learned Jason Scott Lee. uh, If he's in your movie anyone else's second or third best looking at best (laughs) and i think lady heaney definitely looks better as the brunette that she is naturally than she did uh as cersei as the the dirty blonde cersei yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) i learned uh there actually is a counter for annette and it's kicking someone in the sweets (laughs) that's a counter for a lot of things actually (laughs) (laughs) yeah but 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 the net's like the it, the improbable force of nature. Uh, <laughs> I learned it's referred to as their sweets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there must have oh, been I, there must have been a meeting. There must have been a day in the writers' room where they went back and forth debating what euphemism to use to refer to these men's testicles. And I would love to have been there to listen. <laughs> oh, and there's and there's so many things to factor in. It's a kids' movie, so. Because it's a funny scene, kids are going to be repeating this scene. So, like, it's going to be something kids can scream on the schoolyard <laughs> that is going to be appropriate to parents. 
Because you don't want a situation like uh, when Steve's niece got sent home from kindergarten oh, yeah. for telling a fellow child she was going to gut them like a pig. That is amazing. <laughs> yep. Guess which movie it was from? One of the Ice Age movies. <laughs> when we found that out, it was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I guess can't be too mad. It's not like it was a Saw movie or something she learned it from. It's like uh, Patton... Pat, uh, now I can't speak anymore. Uh, that's like Patton Oswald talking about his daughter when she was young. Um, he was showing her Schoolhouse Rock, and it was about the skeleton. It jumps out of the guy and dances. And later in the day, um, he turned the TV on, and it was Benicio Del Toro in The Wolfman, like right up close in the screen. And he was so worried that she'd been badly frightened because she just looked kind of stunned by it. And that night she had a nightmare and came running and crying and got in the bed with him. She was frightened by the uh, Schoolhouse Rock cartoon. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She thought her skeleton was going to jump out of her body. The Wolfman thing, fine. The doggy wearing a shirt didn't phase her at all. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I get it. Uh, let's see what. Oh, I also learned. Uh, uh, apparently, kerosene is kept in barrels. I did right? not know that. I, I don't know why you like. Oh, had they transported before? Like, I didn't know kerosene was a thing until I don't know, maybe forty years ago. <laughs> barrels were around. Uh, I don't know. I, I thought it was like whale oil or something they used to light lamps and such. Yeah, I mean, I didn't go it. back and check the historical accuracy of the fuel oil in the film you know, and what they would have had available to them uh, in colonial India. But I'm willing to just give them a pass on that one. All right. Hold on, future Steve, because I'm going to look up when was kerosene invented. Just fine. Oh, kerosene. Now, kerosene's quite an old, quite an old fuel. We've had that for a while. Yeah, I figure it's been on like, like ships and stuff, Uh, nautical voyages and stuff. 1840 was when it was uh, regularly manufactured. So it was brand new. It was basically like the Bluetooth of the uh, Rudyard Kipling era. (laughs) I thought it would have been been a little bit older, but I probably should have known better because I just was reminded uh, the other day that it was whale oil that fueled the start of the Industrial Revolution. So they're probably using that because they didn't have things like uh, kerosene. And, uh, hey, anyone who's listening, if you genuinely like the smell of a kerosene heater, get at me on social media, because I love it. Ooh, does it smell like uh, some sort of perfume or flower arrangement? Or No, to me, mostly it smells like my childhood home and my high school best friend's house, but maybe oh, maybe people nice. enjoy it for its own sake. I have positive associations with it, but other people are like, oh, it smells so bad. I'm like, are you? I love this. This is great. It smells like nostalgia. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I just looked up like uh, what came after whale oil. Uh, whale oil was the ma- the main oil used for everything, including margarine. Ooh. Uh, basically, until the invention of hydration. Oh, so then it was like uh, so hydrogenated oils. oils. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then so the, in margarine they replaced the whale oil with hydrogenated vegetable oil. Hmm. Nice. Awesome. So, so many fun facts. If only there was a podcast that, I, I, I don't know, specialized in these incredible fun facts. I mean, facts. there must Moxie, be one do, out do there somewhere. One? Yes, it's called No Such Thing as a Fish. <laughs> uh, but isn't there one that you personally curate? <laughs> yes, Your Brain on Facts, your weekly half hour of things you never knew you never knew. Moxie just uh, just learned the fun fact of Steve, where Steve gets his nickname, Shit Plugger Steve. 
<laughs> I'll give you ample opportunity to plug your shit <laughs> thoroughly. <laughs> and there's no way that 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 nickname could ever be construed incorrectly. Nope. 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 Not in any one, any way, shape, or form. And it's <laughs> definitely, definitely not a red tube tag. <laughs> Don't Google I mean, it, whatever you do. Yeah. Well, over here on everything I learned from movies, available on all your favorite podcatchers, or on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at EILF Movies. Yeah, we believe in uh, promotion. Uh, babe, are you on social media? I am. You can find me everywhere at Untidy Venus. That's a goddess who's bad at housekeeping. I'm on Etsy, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You'll especially find me on my Etsy at untidyvenus.etsy.com, where uh, yeah, I make awesome art and I sell it. I design enamel pins. I've got watercolors. I have my entire uh, movie monsters who love kittens that's ever expanding um i've got a ton of fan art and original art oh guys i have so many stickers right now come get stickers i've got my uh, my block prints including ooh. by the time this is, airs i'll have my fancy block print paper so i'll be able to re-release some of my ooh. oldies on the woodcut um nice. i've got some block printed tea towels that i do i print right here in my shop with the help of my two tiny uh, ornamental tigers cameron and poe Mr. Pickles does nothing. He is completely useless. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, untidyvenus.etsy.com. How about you, Steve? Oh, well, as mentioned, we're at EILF Movies, but also, guys, we just had our first podcast fest. It was a smashing success, a celebration yeah. of podcasting and art. Oh my God, Dana Gold was amazing, as was Janet Varney Woo. and Brian Trenchard-Smith. Yeah. But if you missed out, you can find the videos probably somewhere if you ask really nice, but the next one, oh, oh, oh. Oh, Saturday, snap. July 10th, it's coming up. Who are the guests going to be? Don't know at this point, but it's going to be fantastic. So that's follow at Podcart Fest. That's P-O-D-C-A-R-T-F-E-S-T on Woo-hoo. Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram for all the latest. Don't worry. I keep you pretty updated. Podcast and art. Podcart. Podcart. <laughs> so yeah, until next time, I'm Steve. I'm Izzy. And I'm Moxie from Your Brain on Facts. And this is Everything, Everything I Learned from Movies. I'm not allowed Back to sing. Court, court order, I'm not allowed to sing. <laughs> <laughs> goodbye, everybody. <laughs> so long, farewell, auf and goodbye. <laughs> so long and thanks for all the fish. Yeah, see? <laughs> I'm right, so Moxie, glad we had this time together. Yeah. Old Carol Burnett action in there. Hey, we share a birthday. <laughs> <laughs>